me land, lots of land, and the starry skies above. Don't fence me in. Let me ride through the wide open country that I love. Don't fence me in. Let me be by myself in the evening breeze. Listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees. Send me off forever, but I ask you please. Don't fence me in. Don't fence me in. Just turn me loose. Let me straddle my own saddle underneath the western skies. On my guys, let me wander over yonder till I see the mountains rise. I want to ride to the ridge where the west commences. Gaze at the moon until I lose my senses. I can't look at hobbles and I can't stand fences. Don't fence. This morning, everybody. Uh, yes, it's Rush Limbaugh and, and Kate Gerardo. What am I doing here? I don't know what. I don't know whether it's my brand new headphones, my, or what am I? What am I? Never hear myself. It's my problem, man. Not yours. I'm just saying. Can't. Uh, there we go. Good morning, this morning. Good morning, this morning. Am I good? Yeah, I'm good. Good morning, uh, happy, uh, happy election day, everybody. Happy election day. Yes, the polls don't matter, only you. It's only you, it's only you. I'm sounding like Mr. Rogers. Singing to you about stupid little stuff. Don't fence me in. Don't fence me in. Just dumb little stuff. Don't fence me in. Just crazy little stuff. Today is election day. Get your ass out there and vote. Tell me to vote. Stop telling me to vote. Stop telling me to vote, you jackass. I'm so tired of you telling me to vote. I want to throat punch you every time you tell me to vote. Because I am going to vote anyway. Stop telling me to vote. Don't stand there with your signs on the corner telling me to vote. Seriously, stop telling me to vote, okay? We get it. Stop. Make sure you get out and vote. It's like, shut up. You're a news anchor. And I'll start the show over again accidentally. I don't know how that happened. It just started. That, that literally just started. It just started over again. Oh, give me land, lots of land, and the starry skies above. Don't fence me in. Let it just started over again. I didn't even push a button. Don't fence me. I'd have pushed it button, Let but me be by myself in the maybe it was the show speaking to me and saying, "Are sure? Are you sure you wanted to start the show like that, singing in that vile manner, Almond? You sure you wanted to begin a show that way?" 
Well, I'm going to give you another chance by playing the theme again, and you can redo whatever you wanted to do. And guess what? I'm not going to. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Happy Election Day. Stop telling me to vote. Or my foot is going to be stuck firmly up your ass. Violent today, aren't I? I'm a violent, violent man. I'm threatening people. No, seriously, that's the one thing that will be great about about this election season being over is all the all the people telling me to vote. Make sure you get out and vote. It's like, shut. What do you think, I'm not going to vote? Honey, the news anchor just said for us to get out and vote. I forgot all about it. Thank goodness for Shepard Smith. Thank goodness for Mandy Murphy, honey. I would never would have gotten out there to vote if Mandy Murphy not told me to vote. Make sure you do, go out and vote, everybody. And don't forget to wear a hat because the wind chill factor is 21 degrees. And don't forget your umbrella, says the weatherman. Make sure you get out and vote, but bring your umbrella because it's going to be a rainy one. Shush. And by the way, people, don't forget to get out and vote. Margaret beat me to it. (laughs) My headphones must be so loud that the... uh, See, I'm doing something wrong here. Either I'm just damn deaf because it's all reverberating and all that crap. Look at this. What's happening to me? How's that? That's better. Okay, good. My hearing aid is starting to squeal. I can't hear Bob. Bob, my hearing aid. Bob, my hearing aid. I can't hear anything. Listen, everybody, we're just. Myron. Myron, my hearing aid. Myron, my hearing aid is acting up again. Can you come over here, please? I can't even get the. See, something's not right here. I, I, I can't get the, uh, the uh, I might have to go back to the regular headphones because I can't, I can't get this, uh, these things are singing and, you know, everything else. There, 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 there that seems to, to be okay. I can never get all these damn buttons all together. Thank you, Matt. There, okay, yeah, that's good. Oh, perfect. You need some more? Right? Right, I can't hear. Right. How's that? Oh, thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Thank you, Myron. It was very disturbing. I couldn't hear Mandy Murphy tell me to go out and vote, but thank you, Myron, for reminding me so I can remind myself to go hear Mandy Murphy tell me to get out and vote. Make sure you get out and vote, everybody. This is the day. 
that America has brought us to a victory day. Yes, indeed, everybody. Good building this morning. You all should see. Oh, look at Brandy. Thank you, Brandy. Yeah, you guys give me the updates as you can about the uh, polling places because uh, the Forestell polling place, according to Brandy Aaron, the beautiful Brandy Aaron, telling us that the Forestell polling place is crowded. There's nowhere to park, and the line is out the door, which is fantastic because that is an amazing, amazing uh, development in terms of uh, how things are rolling uh, this morning in terms of the reminiscence of 2016 and how things are rolling there. That's pretty Pretty amazing that those are what we saw in 2016. Those are the kind of numbers we saw in 2016 where you had uh, just people hoarding the voting places, hoarding the polling places. And here's the deal. Republicans are out there, and, 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 and that's, of course, out there in God's country. So in Forestell, there are any Democrats out in Forestell? Come on. Kidding me? They're all out there. So they're all voting, and we've got uh, the the numbers coming out, and that's uh, that's absolutely perfect in terms of uh, what the sign should be. It reminded me back in 2016. I told you that uh, that the when Tim Surdike was giving me the update on what was going on in Festus, and he said, you know, hey, the. Uh, place is just packed it was it's just like Forrestell Brandy Aaron pointing out 2018 and it was packed and these were people who were the God's country people they were out there voting and that's led to the election of President Trump so uh, we've got that going this morning oh you should see the eastern sky beautiful beautiful sky there is this uh, gorgeous sliver of a moon it's very thin. It's probably the thinnest I've seen it in a long time. It's very little, thin little moon. And it is, uh, it is, looks like a little bowl, looks like a little dish, looks like a little pool waiting for Venus, which is not far away, to kind of jump in. And it's beautiful. Venus is as bright as, I, I love the, I love the, the, uh, the morning Venus around this time of year and the morning venus is always this very bright and uh starry shiny you, you get you can't really like make out the the actual planet itself sometimes you can you know make out the roundness or whatever it is but venus is uh is is very uh just it's just this bright you know it's almost like it's a uh you know when you have a magnifying glass and you're taking it and you're going do you like we when you were kids we used to burn leaves and stuff like that every once in a while an ant would kind of wander into the 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 area and suddenly light on fire but i did that was just by accident usually but when you're like burning a leaf with your magnifying glass and that that light that bright light that's what venus is like to see this morning and uh, the sky is blue a beautiful bright blue sky and Venus is uh, in a little, looks like a little bowl. And there's, I'm sorry, the moon is like a little bowl, like or a sliver. And it's uh, waiting for Venus to pop in and 
and hang out. So they are playing together very nicely uh, in the sky this morning. So it's always fun to watch Venus and the moon play around a little bit every once in a while. Uh, sometimes Jupiter's there, sometimes in the summertime, but this is uh, this beautiful. So it's a beautiful morning uh, and a beautiful morning to get out. Uh, like they are doing in Forestell and beyond uh, to uh, go ahead and and make things happen. So I've got that going. I've got a bunch of stuff to cover regarding this uh, chick in Iran. It's, it's kind of off the grid, but she's like going crazy. This correspondent in Iran who basically always speaks for the Iranian government. She wears that shawl. It's like she's been off the grid lately. I'll talk about that. Talk about the media. Talk about Rush Limbaugh in Cape Girardeau yesterday. And uh, and and beyond. I will also have uh, Judge Napolitano on with us a little bit later on at about seven twenty or so. He's going to be joining me to talk about the ramifications of uh, today's vote on the potential for new committees or whatever if the Democrats take over the House. I just don't think. Uh, I, yeah, Lisa, the sky's beautiful. You're going to love it. I, I just don't think that. Uh, that what they think is going to happen is going to happen. I, I just, uh, you know, we've seen the polls. We've seen this. I do. Uh, I'm concerned about the uh, Senate race in Missouri. I'm concerned about the fact that Josh isn't doing better. And that's just what I've always believed. But I don't know because I'm basing it on polls that are plus or minus 5% and that kind of stuff. And I just don't. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you one way or the other. Um, I'm going to open my first uh, 12 ounce here first. First of all, nice cold Budweiser in the morning is always the way that you should start your morning. 6.15, this Bud's for you, people. Good morning this morning. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. See, I don't like Bud Light. I just like the Bud. I like the straight Bud. That's what that's what gets me going there. And I don't need your urban chestnut. I don't need any of that stuff. I need your a nice cold Budweiser. That's what I need. So, no, I don't I don't really believe the polls. So, so if I had to base it on the polls, I would wish that Josh Hawley would be doing better. That's all. I I but you know what? I don't know. It's a it's a contentious time. We've had 2 years of the media spewing hate towards the Republican Party and the GOP. Eventually, some of that's going to stick. And so even the glow of a great new president who's done fantastic things for this country and for our economy uh, is, uh, you know, eventually even that can be overshadowed by uh, unbelievable negativity when it comes to uh, to uh, our president and, and the GOP. So, you know, they've been campaigning against the GOP and Republicans for two years. What else are you going to do? I mean, the minute the president was was – uh, inaugurated, they started the 2018 midterms. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what you know, um, what else you could ask for. So the fact that maybe it's the the fact that uh, that uh, and Jim Usual, buddy. Hey, thanks. I'm I'm getting to you. We're not going to do the. We're, we're going to be over at the headquarters there in Valley Park tonight, a little later on. Uh, only because we had a better plug-in. We were not going to be there all night, and so I just wanted to make sure you guys knew. And, Jim, we're going to plan uh, this November still uh, for our happy hour. It's going to be later on towards Thanksgiving, so we're going to have our happy hour at uh, the uh, at, at the uh, at PJ's so there in Sunset Hills. So we'll do that, uh, Jimmy. I promise I'll get back to you and uh, get that uh, taken care of. So, um Yes, yeah, Scott Apostle, are you still are you still like dealing with my aunt? Did you were you traumatized by my aunt riding your ass about soccer as a gay sport? That's funny, Scotty. Scotty's still like my aunt's still living 
rent-free in his head. She got all over him about something about soccer as a gay and and my aunt Betty, who was on Facebook, apparently didn't get the reference, and so uh, and so the, the uh, so she got on him because I posted something about my daughter uh, soccer as a gay and, and, and my daughter at, at Christ the King, and so uh, yeah, JP's corner, Jimmy, and, and so she. Uh, he said soccer is a gay something like something like that, some reference to my show. And my aunt got on him. I said, Aunt Betty, it's okay. He's it's a reference to the show. It's like my Aunt Betty riding all everybody's asses over stuff. It's like and so Scott, I think, got uh, a little taken aback by all of that. <laughs> I like Urban Ch- I like that I like that I like the St. Louis beer too, man. Uh I do. Uh, citywide beer is good, and, and I mean, I like that stuff. I'm just saying Budweiser. I, I still prefer an ice-cold Budweiser. But, yeah, J.P.'s Corner will do that uh, later on in November. Uh, speaking of the show, I, I guess I, I should update you on the uh, – I'll update you on the mediation that happened yesterday, and I'll do that after I get through with a few things here. I've got um, – I've got uh, Jimmy Hoft on the way, Judge Napolitano on the way, and boy, I really have should have a uh, um, a, a meter here. I wish of, of all the ways people are voting, but I'm I'm good. I, I, th- I think we're t- today polls don't matter. But what I was saying was, I do think that Hawley should be doing better. If I'm just looking at the numbers, I think he's doing a lot better, and we just don't know it. And that that's my viewpoint of it. But uh, but again, what are you going to expect when the news media? I got a little clip here uh, about the the media basically just campaigning for Democrats in the waning days. Uh, I, I see that the Drudge Report apparently is uh, butt hurt over the fact that the uh, the, the uh, some Fox News people are are can't, like Hannity's uh, helping out President Trump or whatever. But uh, but why not? I mean, at some point, you got to have somebody who is uh, in some situation where you are having a uh, balance, and 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 we're not getting any balance from the mainstream media. So why not have Sean Hannity out there uh, with with Rush with Rush Limbaugh and the rest of the guys campaigning for? President Trump? Why is that so offensive to people like Drudge when every day we got to put up with crap? Like this. Former President Barack Obama, who has campaigned extensively during this midterm election, was out working to turn up the turnout. The character of this country is on the ballot. Who we are is on the ballot. Why is Barack Obama's voice already gone? What a baby. What a pansy. What a punk. Is, is President Trump, President Trump has been traveling all around the country giving speech after speech after speech. He's been doing it for the last, you know, know, the last five weeks he's been doing it. Speech after speech after speech. When is President Trump's voice ever given in? And you got this old codger, Barack Obama, out there. He gives a couple speeches, and suddenly he doesn't have a voice anymore. What a baby. You've got you've got uh, Joe Biden who can't speak through his polydent here in St. Louis earlier, where it's like, dude, how did how did you age twenty years since you've left office? What have you been doing? How much bourbon have you been drinking? But my goodness, 
President Trump makes these guys look like a bunch of old pansies. What is Barack Obama? Why is Barack Obama's voice? Why is that giving way? Maybe it's because he's got to fake his little ghetto lingo when he's out there. Come on, everybody. It's like, dude. No wonder your voice is gone. You're you're not speaking like you normally spoke. You have your little fake accent going there. And now suddenly it's like, you know, we got to listen to you with your my voice is gone. What's your, why is your voice gone, dude? What, 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 have, you been, what have you been doing? Because President Trump's voice is crystal clear. Thank you very much. But Obama, oh, come on now. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Obama. Obama, come on. Why is your voice all crazy like that? Yeah. Anyway, you want to listen to the story? Listen to the story. Yeah. I'll requeue it. And 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 it basically it's 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 the, uh, to turn up the networks. The character campaign is on the ballot. Who we are is on the ballot. Voters seem to yeah, know. Yeah, you're it. working so hard, Barack Obama, that your voice is giving way. I'm working so hard. My voice, I don't even have a voice anymore. That's how hard I'm working for the Democratic Party. Really, dude. A CBS News battleground tracker poll finds 93% of them in both parties say their vote tomorrow matters just as much or more as in a presidential election. Republican Brian Kemp roiled this tightly contested race with his call for the FBI to investigate his hacking charge against the state's Democratic Party. Kemp, currently Georgia's Secretary of State who oversees elections, offered no supporting evidence and denied the charge was a last-minute campaign ploy. Urged by party leaders to focus on what they... This is just a litany of the last-minute campaign jobs that the mainstream media is doing for the Democrats. So, yeah, and and, and uh, I know that, uh, Chris, you're right, the... Uh, the you know people like Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity are are opinion guys. They're they're guys who you who have stated very clearly who they support and 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 uh, candidates they support and ideas they support, and they're very upfront about what and who they support. So this idea somehow that uh, th- that that's equivalent to the Mainstream media, these people who call themselves correspondents and reporters actively campaigning on behalf of the others uh, is is pretty ridiculous. There's no comparison whatsoever. Is his strongest selling point? President Trump is now talking up jobs and the economy. But the core of the president's closing argument is not hope. It's fear. Dark warnings about illegal immigration. I mean, come on. Really? That's coming from the, the mainstream media. That, that's, a, that's a news person saying that it's not hope, it's fear. Like making obvious comparisons to President Obama and, and Obozo's uh, hope and change baloney. That when, when, he, when he gave us neither. And by the way, I don't expect our president to give us hope. I, we expect them to do get results. And then we'll hope after that. Thank you very much. No evidence Democrats have anything to do with the caravans of migrants fleeing violence and poverty, and they are more than 600 miles from the border. If she wins tomorrow, Democrats everywhere will be studying her campaign because Abrams has been preaching to the progressive choir, talking gun control and subsidized health care, not at all trying to convince hard conservatives. 
And she has no worries bringing in out-of-towners like Oprah oh, Winfrey. Oh, here, here's another publisher's clearinghouse scene that they're going to throw in there with uh, Oprah Winfrey at the door of people. <laughs> to knock on doors. Kemp is ignoring repeated calls for him to resign from his day job as Secretary of State where he supervises. I, mean, just, I, I could go on and on and on. I'll, I'll flip forward and, 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 and you can hear more. I mean, you know. She's not one of those, here, here, quote, here, crazy. Here's, here's, here's a story about history. His opponent, Republican Congressman McCaskill and, and Hawley, picked by President Trump early on. Got you. Seen in this campaign ad using toy blocks to build Trump's wall with his daughter. Build the wall. David, President Trump won Missouri by 19 points, and now Democrat Claire McCaskill is fighting tooth and nail here to hang on to her Senate seat. The two-term senator's message to voters here in Trump country, she's not one of those, quote, crazy Democrats. And on issues like immigration. Why not just go ahead and record the campaign commercial for her, Deborah Roberts? I mean, this is all just cheerleading at the last minute on the network news. Work with the president. Barack Obama today driving home the Democrats' closing message. Yeah. You want to hear his voice go again? He's so tired. You vote. You he's so tired. He's so tired. He's working so hard that President uh, Obama. He's working so tirelessly that he can't. I mean, golly, Trump makes these guys look like they're ninety-five years old. It's so hilarious, but love it anyway. So, good morning this morning, everybody. It's a happy day. It's election day. We're already getting word from everybody that uh, the polling places are stacking up, filling up. People are out there early, and they're out there in all the right places. So, we're going to see how things go. And then tonight, we're going to be at the headquarters there in uh, in Valley Park. You know what? Uh, ben Murphy, if you're out there, in fact, I'll send you a text. You can stop by the studio here on your way into work, and we can talk um, what's going on uh, there. Uh, Sweet Julie, your polling place in Weldon Spring is slammed. Good for you. Fantastic. So that's a report from uh, Julie Matthews. Julie, Julie, Julie. Thank you, dear. Appreciate that. So, yeah, Weldon Spring, uh, Forestell. People are just slamming the polling places, and that's all really good news for the good guys. I'm just telling you. That's what I'm telling you. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, let's see. I'm going to go ahead and do the national anthem here. Then I'm going to come back, and I'll give you an update on what happened with the court case yesterday. I'm talking about one of three uh, court cases. Two of them have yet to be filed. Uh, So uh, this what happened yesterday is going to uh, allow me to go ahead and open the doors to the next two, uh, which is something I really needed. And then uh, I also opens up huge doors for Radio Free Almond. Oftentimes, as I pointed out before, there really aren't in mediations, there aren't necessarily victories unless you see them as such. Uh, and, and there's only compromise. And uh, yesterday was a huge event for Radio Free Almond and really good news uh, for Radio Free Almond. So I will be able to uh, impart that on you uh, in just a second. And then Judge Napolitano is going to be com- coming in, and I'm going to have him on at 720 unless, of course, suddenly something <laughs> pops up again and and you never do know. And, hey, Sean Vincent's on. Shawnee, you need to tell me about this new uh, – uh, doctor's 
uh, business that uh, I just put a like on in Facebook. I'd like to know more about that. So give me a shout later on because I'd like to get you all involved in uh, in Radio Free Almond as well because the uh, floodgates are, ladies and gentlemen, now open for Radio Free Almond. I'll tell you more about all that when I come back. And, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's go ahead and rock it, our national anthem. Don't wait. The Fed has raised interest rates. That means your minimum credit card payments are going up. Don't let that happen to you. This is James Hawkins of Golden Oak Lending. Now's the time to consolidate your debt. Home values are up, and you can use the smart cash in your home to pay off debt or get rid of expensive PMI. Smart cash is the difference between what you owe and the new value of your home. And Golden Oak still has fixed rates in the threes. Call 567-GOLD. NMLS 114937. Gorgeous morning, ladies and gentlemen. Beautiful sky. You got to see it while you can. Very low in the eastern sky there. That beautiful moon, the sliver moon. And it looks like a little sweet little bowl. And are they taking us off? A-holes. Golly, really? Wow. I guess I guess it's just the, the uh, way it goes. You know, on the... Uh, 
to wait till everybody gets back on Facebook. Um, yeah. I'll just uh, wait till we get pushed back on here, and and um, I guess I should turn it off. And at that point, then I guess I'll I'll do that, and uh, we will uh, figure that out. You know, I I I am getting ultimately. I'm going to be getting the uh, the license uh, for the music. Uh, I think there's there's some package that we're getting, uh, and and it 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 it. It just means we can play it, but I even even then I still think Facebook kicks you off no matter what. Even if you do have a license, I, I guess you got to get it through Facebook somehow. But um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I guess that's that's what what happens usually. But but generally, uh, there's a there's a license you got to get. But I thought that it's it's a, a different license than the one that we're used to getting. Uh, that then you then you think you're gonna get, but it's uh, kind of a pain in the ass, though. I didn't think they were gonna get me for Age of Aquarius. I got to figure something something else out. I didn't think they were gonna shut me down for the Fifth Dimension. You know what I'm saying? Jackasses. That's the problem with this. That's the problem with this uh, this damn platform. And I, that's gonna change eventually, but uh, sooner or later. But. I mean, this is that's just ridiculous that you can't play music on Facebook, and you know, listen, they don't owe me anything. The people over at Facebook, they don't owe me the 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 right to be on Facebook. It's a platform I'm using. I'm not paying them anything to use it, and so you know, they don't they don't owe me owe me that. But but still, it's kind of like okay. So go ahead and put your platform out there, but don't sit there and then needle everybody over everything. Either have your platform and and do your platform, uh, but don't sit there and, and bother everybody all the time with stuff. You know what I'm saying? And eventually, you know, we'll, we'll think of a different, a different way, and there'll be a bunch of different things when uh, Radio Free Allman 2.0 comes uh, uh, come in. Um, we'll be able to, to uh, we're going to have a different platform uh, even for the show, when we do the video, we're going to have different video platforms for it. So we can be on Facebook and for other uh, things as well, uh, other platforms, uh, Roku and MeWe. We could do it all on one platform if we wanted to. We're going to figure that one out. And so we're going to be able to uh, do that. Hey, Mike Crook, Conservative Pool Services. What's up, brother? Mike's a cool veteran, good guy. And so you guys need to write the, write this name down, Conservative Pool Services. Mike just taking care of my pool and uh, did a, has done a great job all uh, summer long. And I had to call on him a couple times for some emergency things, and, and he was able to help me out. And so, uh, Mike Crook, thanks a ton. Thanks for your service as well and our beautiful armed services. And uh, a good man, Mike is, and I appreciate you very much. Yeah, so eventually we're going to be able to uh, get back into – uh, the swing of things and uh, and and move about the cabin freely. That, that's for sure. All right. So last night, Cape Girardo, while President Trump is uh, out there, state after state after state stumping, and poor little Barack Obozo was out there losing his voice. I mean, come on, dude. Really, you you lost your voice? 
giving a couple of speeches. You you can't you can't speak anymore. And President Trump is speaking five hundred times a day. And and when has President Trump ever lost his voice for crying out loud? Anyway, I, I just thought it was a great rally last night, late into the evening. Uh, and so President Trump is in Cape Girardeau, and he's in Cape Girardeau. I actually would have gone to this, but I had a long day in the mediation, which I'll give you an update uh, uh, about in just a little bit here. Uh, but uh, which was, by the way, really good news for uh, Radio Free Almond and the Radio Free Almond product. I actually can't really uh, talk a whole lot about how it all everything went down, but I can tell you ultimately the result, which is. Uh, which is going to be a good one for all of us and uh, and and for all of you. So anyway, Cape Girardeau last night, and of course you all know that uh, that uh, Rush Limbaugh is from Cape Girardeau, and so uh, you'll be happy to uh, to know that Rush Limbaugh was one of the guys who got up there and said, "Hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here, and this is Trump country." What an honor. This is so exciting. I have been watching Trump rallies from the very first one. And to be part of one, folks, I'll tell you, it's it's the night of a lifetime. By the way, uh, Rush Limbaugh has been really cool from the very outset. Uh, keep in mind, he was he was one of those guys that when President Trump was starting to run, uh, Jake goes on Channel 4. Huh? I thought he was dead. Jaco's still alive. The way his his I, I thought he was I thought the guy died a long time ago, but I, I you know a heart attack or something. But he's still around, huh? He looks like he's about to die of a heart attack. Maybe that's maybe that's what I'm mistaking it as. Anyway, so uh, Rush Limbaugh early on was was way uh, in the corner for President Trump. It was it was shocking to me because uh, at first I thought okay. President Trump uh, is 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 way off the normal Republican grid, and when it comes to the kind of people that uh, Rush Limbaugh had supported before, you know he's been he's a supporter of President Bush, and he was you know he was he was in uh, in those camps, and he was considered to be a fairly mainstream Republican, and so President Trump comes along, and Rush Limbaugh is uh, really pretty. Uh, amazing from the very beginning. And so it really was kind of cool that he was as ecumenical as he was in the very beginning, whereas these other people, all these other conservative commentators and everybody else were all like, oh, that's just a clown car. That's just a – but the smart ones – and I, I, I'm sorry, but I'm going to go ahead and include myself in that pack – were from the very beginning knowledgeable enough about you all, Right? to know that a guy like President Trump was speaking to you as a candidate. We knew that he was speaking in language that Republicans really never spoken before and, 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 and talked to people who were, uh, who were the blue-collar workers and the, and the working-class families of this country that Republicans basically, unfortunately, ignored, talking to minorities that – Unfortunately, Republicans 
had ignored and also then talking to you who they basically had ignored. And the perfect example of it, I'll never forget this, and I'll, I'll go back to a rush here in a second, but, uh, you know, and, and you guys are pointing out that Levin was a hard nut to crack, and he kind of was. He was kind of a cruise guy, and I get it. There were a lot of people, a lot of people I respected who were uh, cruise people, and, and, and Levin was a little hard on on Trump every once in a while, but ultimately, though, had the uh, intelligence and also had the self-esteem to be able to kind of come around and and just notice something in right in front of his face instead of digging in like a lot of these commentators did. You had people like George Will and others who absolutely the most important thing to them was being right. They didn't care about you. They didn't care about the country. They wanted to be right more than anything else. And when it was clear they were wrong, they couldn't be wrong. So that's why you have the conservative commentators and people like Ben Sass and Jeff Flake out there who who swang the bat and missed massively, but who just won't leave home plate. And just the guy won't stop staring at the umpire saying, are you sure that was a strike? And he's like, yeah, dude, get the hell back in the dugout. You struck out. All right. Be a man. Get back in the dugout. You struck out. You were wrong. But a lot of these guys couldn't couldn't do that. Levin was one who was kind of like, huh? Wow. Well, I didn't I didn't see that coming. But people like Ingram and people like Hannity and people like Limbaugh and you know what? People like me. I don't want to put myself. This I'm not I'm not I'm not at their quality level necessarily. Uh, but but I do know my audience. I do know the people I talk to every morning. All of you lovely people. And I knew enough to know that that Donald Trump was speaking to them, and you better watch out for this guy. And and I didn't. I don't believe I risked anything. I mean, I guess in the in the off chance that Trump would lose, and and he was a horrible cat, whatever. And, and what I don't know. I I but I had to tell you how I felt, and I had to give you my uh, impression of of. I had to tell you the truth about how I felt, and and and. Sometimes I'm wrong, sometimes I'm right, but I had to tell you what my opinion was. And I couldn't pretend that I was, you know, the, the, the I couldn't pretend I was like the other people out there who supposedly were smarter and more conservative or whatever. I had to go with what my gut told me. And, and my gut told me that President Trump was the right man for this country. And so, yeah, I was uh, I was supportive of him. Uh, I was also supportive of Ted Cruz because Ted Cruz was up there with him and fighting. And uh, so I had to I wanted to maintain respect for Ted Cruz and also for my audience members who supported him. But generally, I was more of a Trump guy. That's just the way it was. And, and Rush Limbaugh uh, was too. And I'll give you a quick story real quickly about the difference. Like, for instance, if you look at um, – and Anna, thank you so much. That's sweet of you to say that you trust me more than any other commentator. It's very sweet and, and humbling, I guarantee you, for sure, from my perspective. So I, I appreciate it. And Mary, thank you as well. So uh, love you guys and, uh, and, and you uh, lovely ladies. Thank you so much for your support. So anyway, I, uh, and, and, I, and I can't wait then to tell you the news uh, in the end. In the, uh, Rich, definitely. Thank you, buddy. I can't tell you the, the, the new, wait to tell you the news about the uh, mediation yesterday. But anyway, so the, the perfect example of this, and this was a Cruz-Jeb Bush comparison. So Ted Cruz comes into town, 
one day and 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 he does this half hour long interview with me on the phone on the on the TV and he meets with all of his people at the Frontenac Hilton he had a lot of grassroots supporters there and they were all there and they were fantastic and 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 he met with them and and that was it did did the interviews Ted Cruz is all over the place in terms of doing interviews um and uh we saw him he he spoke to his people Jeb Bush flies in Goes out to some event at Hunter Farms, right, where, where they're just people writing checks. Grabs his checks and leaves. There was never any response from his campaign to do an interview, nothing. And this was early on in the campaign. But it told you everyth- everything you needed to know. Yeah, Suzanne, who's Jeb Bush? Told you everything you needed to know about, uh, about the two different campaigns and the two different types of Republicans. And, man, I hope Ted Cruz – Beats this Beto O'Rourke character soundly today. I really do. Uh, and and uh, Jeb Bush, he's where he belongs in obscurity because he's now basically a Whig because he has he would have driven the party into the ground, giving it yet another loss. And and Donald Trump saved the Republican Party. That to tell you the truth, in many ways wasn't really worth saving. Because of its activities and because of its track record as being full of losers, it wasn't really necessarily worth saving. But you know what? In the end, it was because we still need it as a structure. But believe me, any of these Jeb Bushies and those guys trying to come back and, and haunt the place again um, will evacuate the premises. We don't we, – we, we you know, if it will save the Republican Party, it's like, yeah, uh, the, but but President Trump's going to be the one to do that, not you guys, not with another loss, so to speak. So anyway, that was the typical kind of uh, a, a vibe you got with some of these guys. So Rush Limbaugh, as a commentator, was early on uh, very much uh, on the side of President Trump, or at least on the side of being balanced about him, and and knowing that his people were listening to President Trump. And and Rush Limbaugh also didn't believe it was his job, and and I didn't believe it either. My job wasn't to tell you how to think. My job was to hopefully be uh, give you the illumination, enlightenment, and the truth to to have you come to a conclusion of how you think. But I, it was never my job to tell you how to think, or to judge you for not thinking the way I thought. Or to, uh, or 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 to um, make sure I was never wrong about anything. That wasn't my that wasn't my role, and and that's why. And, and again, do I uh, do I look at my role in your lives in terms of information gathering, everything else as important? Yes. Do I take it seriously? Hell yes. Do I believe it's a privilege? Hell yes. And do I work my ass off to make sure that I'm giving you the best? Hell yes, all the time, no matter what. But I don't tell you how to think. I tell you what I think, uh, and and sometimes you tell me what you think, and sometimes you change my mind too, or you give me information or a different perspective on things that that changes my perspective too. So that's the kind of vibe that Limbaugh was able to achieve because Limbaugh wasn't your boss. Limbaugh wasn't your uh, your king, he was just a person there to give you an outlet and a, and a, and a way to speak to uh, uh, 
through him and, 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 and to stand up for your conservative views and your common sense views and as a voice for you. And that's the other thing I love to be is I love to be a voice for you when you are not necessarily able to be a voice that reaches a lot of different people. So I, I take that responsibility very seriously. So anyway, it's no wonder that th- there were a lot of really good people who stood behind President Trump early on. And that's because there were a lot of good people out there listening to them, listening to us who believe the same thing. So anyway, so Rush uh, is out there in Cape Girardeau last night, and this what is how it kind of worked. Honor. This is so exciting. I have been watching Trump rallies from the very first one. And to be part of one, folks, I'll tell you, it's, it's the night of a lifetime. You know, I was just backstage. You all are so great. This thing is it's electric in here, folks, you people at home. This is unreal. Huge crowd, too. I am so hoping that in a few short minutes you start chanting something else. Maybe you'll do. No. <laughs> I was just I was just talking to people backstage, and and somebody said that uh, the president and all of us have been labeled by some Democrats in the media divisive. That's divisive. The Democrats haven't even accepted they lost the election in 2016. <laughs> That's what this is all about. Of course it is. It's serious stuff. All of this. I mean, for crying out loud, folks, you, know, you look at what happened the last two years. For two years ago, year and a half, every day, newspaper, every newspaper, New York Times, Washington Post, anonymous intelligence sources, confirming that Trump colluded with Putin to steal the election. There's no evidence for it. Zilch, zero, not it. It didn't happen. It was made up. Hillary Clinton colluded with Russia. Hillary Clinton rigged an election. (laughs) Right on, Rush. I mean, and this place was absolutely just completely packed. I mean, it was packed to the gills, and it was at the Show Me Center in Cape Girardeau. And generally, if you look at all of the crowds and everybody else out there uh, for Obama and beyond, I mean, it's not even close. And 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 you look at President Trump and how hard he's been working and what he's been doing out there, never once losing his voice the way Obozo does two days after, you know, getting his uh, delicate little hands dirty trying to stump for the for the Democrats. And and it's pretty amazing. And and then we had also, uh, by the way, I don't know whether you guys were able to catch up. Uh, Thank you. Ca- catch uh, the uh, the. Uh, ultimate introduction with Lee Greenwood and uh, Judge Janine was there and Handy was there. And I mean, it was pretty cool. And then, uh, then of course, uh, the president uh, is uh, taking the stage in uh, beautiful Cape Girardeau. 
and Lee Greenwood singing while President Trump is coming to the podium. From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee across By the way, if Facebook pulls me off for this, I'm going to well, what am I going to do? Nothing. Never. Plains of Texas from sea to shining sea down to Houston and New York to LA. This is so cool because there's pride in every show. Lee Greenwood singing on the stage while President Trump is there. This is awesome. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you. And Lee Greenwood is standing right next to President Trump seeing this. Awesome. <laughs> Aww. Little Lee Greenwood, too. <laughs> He's cool. That's a great song still though, isn't it? Man. I hope he I hope he gets thousands of dollars every time that thing's played on the on the radio. <laughs> now that was cool. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before where the where where the singer is like standing right next to President Trump. Man, is that beautiful. Aww. Little Lee Greenman. I didn't know he was a, 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 such a little guy. That or Trump's gigantic, but Trump's not that big. And plus, Lee Greenwood's voice is still amazing. He does, Dan. He sounds like he, sounds like he did 30 years ago. Boy, they love them some President Trump and Cape Girardeau people. And a lot of these people traveled from all over for him, too. But yeah. <laughs> President Trump actually, I don't think, can believe it, tell you the truth. He's kind of like, what? It's pretty amazing. Aww. There you go, people. The United States of America right there. 
<laughs> they just won't let up. Yeah. Oh, Phyllis, did Lee Greenwood actually customize the lyrics for this uh, this event? I didn't. I didn't detect that. <laughs> Thank you very much, Missouri. You are incredible, incredible people. Yeah. This is this is a pretty vivacious rally here. And we never said to Rush, he's got eight minutes. Rush can have two hours, three hours. <laughs> There's nobody like him. There never has been anybody like him. I was speaking to Sean Hannity backstage. Do we love Sean, by the way? <laughs> yeah, we do. And Sean said, there is nobody like this man. And he's a real good guy. Although he's tough, he's tough. But boy, I'll tell you what, when he's on your side, there's nobody you want better. I mean, it's really great. It's really great. When he's with you. The biggest of all time at what he does. I also want to thank my good friend, Lee Greenwood. How about Lee? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to play that later because I got to hear that again. So we were in Tennessee last night and Lee was there. And I get that, but this was a surprise tonight. But you know, that song is one of the great songs, but when he's singing to you, like, direct, <laughs> we really like that yeah, song, right? We really, and we like Lee Greenwood. I mean, he's that, been with us from the beginning. I'm sorry, Mr. President. It's he's true. He's been with us absolutely from the beginning. And while we're talking about incredible people, let's get it over with, right? <laughs> so I have a few people that are right out here and they're very special they've done an incredible job for us they've been with us from the beginning also i'm going to start by saying sean hannity come on up sean hannity so anyway he starts to interview sean uh, bring up sean and then he uh, has uh janine pirro comes up there and, and it was great but i will tell you though that was pretty damn impressive lee greenwood standing there on the same stage as president trump and singing his signature song. I mean, and you know, it's so funny because President Trump, that's what makes him so great is that he, he uh, like says something like that, which is so true. And he kind of, but, but, but generally like somebody would, he, uh, thank you, Lee. I appreciate that very much. And meanwhile, and start to talk, but instead, you know, President Trump is like you and me. It's like, we recognize the normal Things like the things that are just kind of like regular stuff that really is important to us, and so we're like, uh, so President Trump is like, yeah, it's a great song, but it's even better when the guy's singing it right to you. It's like, yeah, you are absolutely right because that's how we felt watching you, uh, basically being sung to by Lee Greenwood as you're on the stage there, and Lee Greenwood, of course, singing to America too. But you know what I'm talking about. And so it was really impressive. So I gotta, I gotta get that. Uh, I gotta 
re-loop that one and, and, and get it going on. Let me get to uh, Jimmy Hoff, the Gateway Pundit, because I owe him a call, and now I'm kind of stacking up. I never did get around to telling you about the developments from yesterday regarding uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, the mediation. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm getting tripped up here because I'm trying to find the damn number here. Hang on. Okay, there we go. But, yeah, so yesterday was in in mediations there are no uh real victories there's only levels of compromise and it kind of depends on what you want to do and and what your immediate goals are and so i accomplished in my opinion all my immediate goals yesterday in mediation which uh i'm really feeling great about and I am uh, going to be happy to tell you all about that uh, news just a little later on uh, when I when I get through with the stuff that really is important mostly to you today, which is uh, uh, the election and the midterm elections and what's going on. And uh, Jimmy Hoff, the Gateway Pundit, and Judge Sabalitano, who's on the way as well. And then closer to 8 o'clock once we're through that, around 730, I'll give you an update on the mediation thing. But I'm really happy uh, to tell you about uh, some of the developments there. And um, let's put it this way. I have been totally unleashed, and you all are going to friggin' love it. So that's just that's that's the headline, but enough about me. Let's talk to uh, Jim Hoffey, Gateway Pundit. Good morning, good morning. I hope you saw the moon. A little dish moon waiting for Venus to bounce into the moon like a little jelly bean. Good morning. Good morning this morning. Uh, Jimmy Hoff, the Gateway Pundit. What's up, brother? Hey, happy election day. Oh, I, I'll tell you, I got a couple of reports, just two tiny little reports from a couple of my uh, beautiful listeners. Uh, Julie was out there in Weldon Springs. She said that the polling place was just absolutely packed. And then another one of my friends was out in Forestell, and she said the uh, place was uh, packed. You couldn't even find a parking space. And I'm seeing shades of 2016. I'm just telling you. That's great. And those, of course, are uh – Strong conservative areas, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And 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 again, yeah. it reminded me of when uh, when Tim Serdike back in, the, uh, in in 2016 sent me a picture uh, in the morning of uh, the election day that day in Festus, and he said, "I've never seen more people uh, <laughs> voting in this town." Than today, and that was pretty much a good indication that things were going to uh, uh, go uh, go crazy and and great. Before I get to some of the news of the day with you, I want to also let you all know that uh, Gateway Pundit Jimmy Hoft is going to be live with election coverage tonight from eight to eleven Eastern time, so that's seven to ten our time with none other than Steve Bannon. You and Steve Bannon co-hosting election night coverage. Awesome. Where's it? Where am I going to find you? Uh, well, we're going to re- we're going to broadcast it live at Gateway Pundit, and uh, we are going to. Uh, I, we also have another page set up, uh, but you can always go to Gateway Pundit. I hope that's where oh, your good. listeners go. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be right on your be, uh, broadcast. It will be broadcast. Uh, Live from Washington D.C. 
and it's going to be outside on top of this observatory where it's going to overlook the White House. So it's wow. going to be a very uh, nice picture. I have two of my reporters will be there. I have two uh, women who are reporting for Gateway Pundit out of Washington, D.C. area. So they're going to be there. I'm going to stay at home. I get most done when I'm here at home on election night, you know, in front of my computer, as you can imagine. Of course. So uh, I'll be I'll be here, but I'll be joining him on the show. And uh, so uh, I'm really excited about that, Jamie. Uh, they contacted me to ask me if I, this is something I'd like to do. I'm like, yeah, right on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, um, I, Steve Bannon has always been very good to me, always been very complimentary to me. Um, he he uh, told one of my writers this week that Jim Hoffs was one of the original Breitbart people. Um, even though I've never worked for Breitbart, they always treated me like family, and especially when Andrew was around. So this is really pretty cool. And uh, I understand some people have different thoughts about Steve Bannon. Um, he did an interview this past weekend with Mike Cernovich, on the, the Twitter person who's phenomenal, very smart guy, friend of mine also. And that was one of the best interviews I've heard, Jamie. It was He really talked about where this movement goes after Trump, what it stands for, what issues we need to focus on. Steve has some insight that really just I don't hear from anyone else. So I'm, I'm still a Steve Bannon fan. I always have been. Um, and uh, I hope people listen in. Uh, so am I. Uh, I. I've always liked Steve Bannon, and I, I believe that whenever people have an issue with Steve Bannon about, which might, uh, for instance, I- involve something he might have said right after he left or whatever, but it doesn't matter. Whatever issue you might have with Steve Bannon, you can't get beyond the fact that Steve Bannon uh, basically has done so much for this common sense movement and so much for the uh, for President Trump, that no matter what one thing he might say that you disagreed with, there's no way you can take away the fact that this guy is one of the primary architects of the election uh, and, and success immediately afterwards of President Trump. There's just no getting around it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And he really uh, he has a way of explaining things and making it look, you know, like a uh, Steve, Steve takes common sense uh, stands to some issues, and he starts talking about issues that Republicans need to talk about, like student loans, like uh, correcting this health care now. I think it's – isn't it odd and, and just so ironic, Jamie, that the people who just destroyed our health care um, are running on that this year, that they're <laughs> going to fix it, the Democrats? Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable to me, and that's the only thing they're running on what I see, and they're doing it all over the country, and they're the ones who screwed it up. Yeah, well, and and, and also, you know, Steve Bannon, one thing, and I was talking about this earlier, about individuals uh, who were, for instance, at the uh, rally last night in Cape Girardeau, and Rush Limbaugh was there, and Sean was there, and Jeanine Pirro and others. And I was talking about how Rush Limbaugh early on uh, was a Trump supporter, uh, and and some people were a little bit surprised by that, considering Limbaugh's track record. But I was what I was trying to get at was people like me, uh, people like Limbaugh, people like Hanny, people like you, who have respect for your audience. I mean, I'm talking about people who listen to you and 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 pay attention to what your audience and what your people are talking about, and more importantly, pay attention to what they're concerned about. The President Trump candidacy was an absolute no-brainer 
and, and you and and if you had any respect for your audience at all, you 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 knew that. And and Bannon was a great example of that. Here he was, and and part of that have to has to do with the fact that where he came from, he didn't come from a bunch of uh, mercenary political consultant uh, offices. He had a real life before that. And he understood some of the concerns of regular, ordinary Americans, and he helped President Trump advance that agenda and advance that message, much like you did as well, because you have appreciation for them. You, you've been paying attention to what people are talking about and what people are concerned about. So uh, Bannon was one of those guys who was able to tap into that early. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, Jamie, you did a phenomenal job during the election by the way. Um, and i tell you what, I was one of the first, like you, like uh, Steve Bannon, when he came down that escalator, I was in. When he started talking about some stuff, I, my jaw dropped to the floor that he talked about building the wall. I mean, that's, I was like, wow, this, that's bold. Yeah. I mean, he was talking about issues, as I heard people say, uh, that we weren't allowed to talk about. And he didn't give a damn. He still doesn't give a damn. And he seems to be right about 100% of the time, you know? <laughs> yeah, about so, uh, 100%. I, yeah. I was on that train. I know you were. And it's been exciting from day one, and it still is today. God help our country today. Dear God, my prayer is that uh, Americans come out and vote for these Republicans, whether you like them or not, because we we can't allow these unhinged, uh, you know, unfaithful Democrat Party ruined things now that Trump has started to turn things around. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I'll tell you what, Jimmy, you mentioned the uh, escalator ride. Here's the deal. If you if anybody uh, with any sense watched the entirety of President Trump's announcement when he announced as candidate for president of the United States, if you if you let the media launder that speech for you or you let the media cut that speech up even some conservative media cut the speech up and give it to you then you weren't doing your due diligence but if you sat there on c-span or whatever outlet you could find and watch the entirety of the speech there was no way you could not say that guy is the next president of the united states if he keeps talking like this because he was talking in language that uh that republicans (laughs) had never really heard before, to tell you the truth, uh, since Reagan. And it was uh, pretty amazing. And so last night was was incredible. And you're so right about what's at stake today. And, and again, you know, in my opinion, though, I can't imagine people going to the polls and, and willingly voting uh, to roll back the progress that President Trump has made. I understand the left-wing kooks will do that. But I can't imagine anybody who voted for President Trump in 2016 is going to go back and vote for somebody who's going to help dismantle his agenda. <laughs> I, I think you're right. It's going to be interesting, too, Jamie. These pollsters have been telling us, you know, that Trump, again, doesn't have a chance. Republicans are going to get schlacked. Uh, Democrats are going to take the House. And, uh, you know, I just uh, I pray this is like uh 2016, we believed Trump was going to win back then. And, and Jamie, I'm telling you, the, the energy we saw after the Kavanaugh uh, confirmation process, I've never seen anything like it on, since in 14 years on Gateway Pundit. I'm hoping that that same energy goes out today and votes. How do you think – how are you sizing up the Claire McCaskill, uh, Josh Hawley race? I love the <laughs> – you have a uh, – in the RFT, which is a hopeless publication, you have the uh, 
the headline because because that's how that's how just stupid these guys have become. Uh, <laughs> you publish a uh, a headline uh, that the RFT puts out. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Like it, it's a, it, <laughs> yeah, it says it's. Uh, a, I'll go ahead and say it. It says, "Vote for Claire McCaskill, yeah. you liberal dipshits." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that about says it all, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what the left thinks of their base, and it's what they think of us for sure. I think I think they've. It's amazing they're starting to call their base the same names that they used to call us. You yeah, know? right. Because they moved us into the Nazi category, so now their base are the, the dipshits. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought that said it all. Next thing you know, they're going to go for the deplorable vote, right? I guess at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, I'm a deplorable. Right. I, hey, you deplorables, vote for me. Um, I'll tell you one thing though. <laughs> you you did mention on your site, the Gateway Pundit, um, that that you uh, that Nate Silver, who early on was apparently touting the absolute uh, blue wave, is now kind of rolling back his uh, his predictions a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, and it's been disappointing to see Drudge this midterm. He's really been on uh, pushing that Trump's going to get schlacked and Republicans are going to lose big because um, Drudge has been such an ally of the right. Um, but uh, Nate Silver has been pushing just like he did in uh, 2016. In 2016, his final uh, poll was that Hillary had 72 percent chance of winning. And, of course, we saw how that turned out. Well, well now he says 85 percent chance that Democrats are going to take the House. and yet. He's coming out on Twitter, and he said last night uh, during an, uh, uh, he was a segment on a talk show. I, I don't know if it was CNN or NBC. He said, well, it could be anywhere from 19 to 50 seats they picked up. <laughs> I'm like thinking, wow, that's quite a spread, isn't it? So <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's very sure what's going on. And, uh, but but I, I think we are. I think we are, Jamie. The excitement for Republicans is still there, and uh, I think – uh, you know, either Americans are going to vote for these crazy uh, socialists who think that they can just lock people up because somebody from 36 years ago says they were at a party where they got groped, or they're going to vote for some people with, uh, you know, some common sense who like results and, uh, you know, like to have uh, extra money in their pockets. So it's, it's, it's not a hard choice, is it? No, and I I can't imagine like I, I'm looking at you know some of the three most talked about public you know uh, general races, uh, and and like for instance in Florida with uh, Gillum and DeSantis, and then you've got Stacey Abrams in Georgia and Beto O'Rourke in Texas, and I'm thinking to myself, I, it, is is it is it really possible that a guy like Beto O'Rourke could beat Ted Cruz? Is it really possible that a left winger like Stacey Abrams, even though obviously Oprah came in to, to, to go for her, but will Georgians really vote for Stacey Abrams? I mean, or, or will Floridians really vote for a guy like Gillum? I mean, it just is beyond comprehension. Yeah, it really is. And a lot of these polls are tight. Yeah. Um, but I can't imagine Texas is going to vote for some guy who wants open borders, you know, and has said so many crazy things. Uh, it's, you know, granted, he's the uh, rock star of the moment in the national media. We put up pictures, Beto's last uh, press conference last night. They treated that guy like Jesus. Oh, right? I the know. Media, yeah. There were tons of reporters there. They got these, the, these pictures that look like artwork of him, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and yet uh, he's just he's as far left as can be 
once you get past this pretty face, um, you see that this guy's, uh, what do they say? Uh, like a watermelon green on the outside and red in the middle. Um, and that's, yeah. that's what he is. Absolutely. Yeah. He's like, he, they're, they're treating him like the white Obama, you know, and, and with the, with the silk screen, uh, blow ups of him and everything else. Yeah, I mean that, and, and then of course every time they find some white liberal guy, they they invariably call him Bobby Kennedy. I mean, poor, poor Bobby Kennedy, you know, <laughs> roll, rolling around in his grave. He's like, you got to stop t- calling people me all the time just because they happen to be, you know, one some white dude with a with a nice head of hair. It doesn't mean it, it's, he's a Bobby Kennedy. That's just, you know, come on, <laughs> right. No doubt about it. All right. Well, listen. We'll go to. We'll go to. We'll be there at Gateway Pundit tonight. Uh, I'm going to be doing some live I- interactions too, uh, but we'll all be, uh, you know, bouncing back and forth, and and I'll, I'll be bouncing to your thing, and and uh, and hopefully uh, at some point, you know, we'll get together after this election, and you and I can confab. I, I had a, a mediation yesterday um, uh, in, involving my court case against Entercom. Great. And it it wound up uh, – there are no victories in mediations, but for me, it was a pretty significant uh, advancement and, and, in my opinion, a victory. And so uh, I'll get together with you, and we'll talk more about that because we're going to now start expanding the Radio Free Almond product. And I am basically unleashed, my friend. So that's really what I wanted more than anything else. So um, we'll follow up on that. Congratulations. Thank you, brother. And appreciate all the hard work you do. And please thank Steve Bannon on behalf of all of us here at Radio Free Alma Nation uh, for his hard work. And, of course, we always appreciate yours as well, brother. Thank you, Jamie. Okay. Take care. So so, uh, uh, Jimmy's going to be on from uh, 7 this morning, uh, 7 tonight. Uh, until uh, until ten uh, on thegatewaypundit.com, and we will be. I'll, I'll I'll make sure I hit the Facebook page later today to give you an exact time of when we're going to be on. Uh, we'll probably do about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. I'm going to be down at the Republican Party headquarters there in Valley Park. I'm going to stop by Ann Wagner's event there at the Village Bar in uh, De Pere. And maybe pick up a little tape here and there with her, uh, or maybe just kind of uh, get a get a phone with her while we are um, over there at the GOP headquarters. And I know Ben and the rest of the gang are going to be out there at the GOP headquarters as well in Valley Park. You all have been out there before. Remember, we had the uh, I don't what I can't remember what it was what it was for. Was it for the primary day in August? And so uh, we're going to be out there again. So let me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and and we're we're, we're going to do our magic here, my friend. We're going to go ahead and. Uh, uh, Matt, we're going to go ahead and pop off the air here because you know how the judge likes it, everybody, right? Doesn't like to go on cold. So we're going to play a little original music for you that is from Gaslight. I'm going to go ahead and make the phone call to the offices of the great Judge Napolitano. And then uh, we are going to be on our way with the judge who uh, we're going to talk about the ramifications of let's pretend that the Democrats take over the House. What's going to happen with the Mueller investigation and with other kinds of investigations? So we're going to follow up on that. We'll be back in just a second, everybody.
All right, we are back here in the Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing Studios, everybody, and appreciate you joining us. I know to you, I may look old. Hope this statement ain't too bold, but here, here comes the judge. Here comes the judge. Here comes the judge. Here comes the judge. Judge Napolitano, welcome to the program, my friend. As always, it's uh, great to talk to you and a busy morning this morning. And you're busy uh, being asked questions about, all right, so let's say the House is taken over by the Democrats. What are we going to expect with the Mueller investigation and all these other President Trump's tax returns and all that kind of stuff? What could possibly be the ramifications? Well, the good morning, Jamie. It's a pleasure to be with you. The principal weapon that the Democrats will have, the same weapon that the Republicans now have, is the subpoena power. And this will enable them to conduct uh, shadow investigations. That is the same investigation that Bob Mueller is conducting, for example, on uh, on the how and why of the firing of Jim Comey, but without keeping it secret, uh, as Mueller has with the evidence that he has amassed. So that's what the Senate or that's what the House Judiciary Committee will probably do with respect to Mueller. With respect to the president and uh, Justice Kavanaugh, I mean, the future, assuming the Democrats take the House, the future chair of the House Judiciary Committee, Congressman Gerald Nadler, who actually represents where I'm physically located at the moment, the middle of Manhattan, uh, has indicated that they will commence an investigation intended to lead to the impeachment of President Trump and of Justice Kavanaugh. Now, in the case of the president, they will examine, this is the shadow examination of Bob Mueller without the secrecy. In the case of Kavanaugh, Justice Kavanaugh, they're going to do something very unusual. Typically, a person can only be removed from office because of a high crime or misdemeanor committed while in office, but they're going to argue that that should apply to anything done in order to obtain office, and then they're going to try and prove that he lied uh, under oath. This is, if it happens, will open up all the old wounds uh, of the uh, of the Kavanaugh confirmation. So those are the three things the Judiciary Committee is going to do. The Intelligence Committee will reopen the 87 communications that the Trump campaign had with Russian agents in 2016 none of which was thoroughly explored by the present Intelligence Committee. And the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee is going to examine uh, what monies, if any, does the president and does his family receive as a result of foreign diplomats staying at uh, Trump-managed hotels in New York City uh, and in uh, Washington, D.C. You might say, well, that's a minuscule amount of money compared to Trump's other earnings. Yes, but this is... uh, an opportunity for them to get their hands on the elusive corporate and personal income tax returns of Donald Trump. Wow. So uh, if you think things are aggressive and rough and combative now, they could very well take a turn for the worse. Now, some people think the Democrats should get elected. Even a lot of Republicans think the divided government is a good government. Mitch McConnell has said that. Um, A lot of people believe that the president who has no self-restraint, needs restraint from the outside, which would force him to compromise with the Democratic Congress. But unfortunately, the leadership of that Congress will be very um, uh, hard-left anti-Trump and will commence all these investigations.
Yeah, and you know, you wonder whether or not, I mean, just to, even if you are a Democrat or you're a Democrat voter out there or a liberal person, you wonder whether or not uh, you want that to be the the torch that the Democratic Party is going to carry into 2020, only because, like, I remember during even Clinton's days, uh, to me, impeachment is such a serious thing, and, and it doesn't seem to really be good for the country necessarily. And so even when President Clinton was in the throes of his troubles, I was like, wow, I still don't know whether impeaching the guy is a good idea. So I don't know. Well, you know, Ken, uh, Ken Starr, Judd Starr, who's been my friend for about 30 years, commented on this the other day. And part I agree with him and part I disagree. I agree with him on this, which is essentially what you just said. There really should not be impeachment absent a broad national consensus that the person is unworthy of holding their office. Because anything short of that has the appearance of a coup, uh, of, a, of an effort pursuant to law to undo a lawful election. And the the divisions that that will cause will make these present days seem like the halcyon days of the Eisenhower administration <laughs> by comparison. Right. But I disagree with Ken Starr that the Democrats have no legal basis to make this argument. First of all, he he argued that lying in a civil deposition about a personal sexual affair was sufficient to trigger uh, impeachment. Well, if that is, then certainly lying under oath or firing an FBI director, I'm looking at this from through Democratic eyes now, right. or firing an FBI director because he won't stop investigating your son-in-law uh, is, uh, is sufficient for the Democrats to make a colorable claim. So there's enough there for the Democrats to do it, but they're not foolish. If there's no political consensus, and there doesn't appear to be, to support either of these impeachment uh, proceedings, then they're wasting their time, they're wasting their money, and they're wasting our money, it's not their money, and, and they're wasting their political capital by even pursuing them. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that would seem to be the case. I'm also hearing uh, that the uh, New York Times apparently is next week is prepared to unload all the president's uh, tax returns on the front page. I don't know whether that's the case, and I'm just hearing rumblings of that. What legal? Jeez, I'm two blocks from them, and I have not heard that rumor. <laughs> okay. And you're a thousand miles away, and you did. You got better ears than I do. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I, maybe it's just an, another idle threat from one of my left wing friends. I don't know. Um, but what are, what are the legalities regarding access to tax returns from a from a media standpoint? Well, the thief uh, is liable, but the publisher is not. That's that's the. That's the bottom line. This is from the Pentagon Papers case where uh, Daniel Ellsberg uh, stole secrets that he thought the American public should know about, secrets about the Vietnam War showing that LBJ and his generals had lied repeatedly uh, over the progress of the war. And he gave it to the New York Times and to the Washington Post. And after a lot of litigation, the Supreme Court finally ruled. And it said if the matter is of a, a... public interest, and certainly the president's tax returns would be, it might be a lurid interest, but it's an interest, Uh, and if the publisher is a legitimate media outlet, which the Times is, meaning they do this for a living, it's not just some pop-up organization, uh, it doesn't matter how they got it. Now, that does not absolve the thief. In the Ellsberg case, he was prosecuted. The prosecution was dismissed because the FBI broke into his psychiatrist's office to find uh, damaging information about him. 
But had that not happened, he would have been prosecuted for the theft of the materials, even though the publication of them is not prosecutable. Right. So, again, I haven't heard about this. How the Times got them, if they did, I really don't know, but the Times know, lawyers know the law, and they're perfectly safe in publishing them. Very interesting. All right. Well, Justin Palatano, thank you. I know you're so busy. And by the way, I love it when you're on Outnumbered. Yeah, I, that that's a great configuration because the people on Outnumbered, first of all, they ask great questions and they love you. And I just I like I love it when you're on that show. Well, you know, Jamie, it's not even like work. It's so much fun. I know. <laughs> yeah. And it's so informative. And I just I just uh, I love that whole configuration there. I, I, I know you can't be on every day, but uh, nonetheless, we love it when you're on that show, though. Well, it's a lot of competition for that center seat. <laughs> and uh, most of us that are here full time manage to get it about once or twice a month. So it's a blast. Yeah, no doubt about it. I can tell. And uh, Judge Napolitano, so privileged to have you spend some time with us this morning and uh, take care. Have a great rest of your week, my friend. You as well, Jamie. Until next Wednesday or next Tuesday. Sorry, all the best. Absolutely, all the best to you too. Yeah, yeah. That's Judge Napolitano. I do like. I do like that when he's on there. A lot of people kind of. You know, I know that the judge sometimes will rub you guys the wrong way, but he's just. Uh, he looks at everything from that, you know, judicial. Because he's been pretty supportive of President Trump in the past too. So there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, Justin Palatello love to go around, you know. So So coming up, I'm going to let you know what happened at the uh, mediation yesterday in my court case against Intercom at 97.1, and uh, some interesting developments there. I can't really talk about what happened there but i can talk about the result and so i'll let you know and it's good news for radio free almond that is for sure and for me and uh hopefully for you as well so i'll follow up on that too really appreciate matthew mitchell the matthew mitchell all-state agency 855 quote me 855 quote me is the number for matthew and Low premiums, low deductibles, all at the same time. You think Facebook's picking up on this Robert Palmer stuff? Better not be. Robert Palmer's last album, Drive. Great one, too. Uh, Yeah. By the way, Michael Proctor celebrating 45 years in the window treatment business. And I'm talking about window art is what I'm talking about, people. I'm talking about... Uh, an artistic look at uh, your beautiful house. And he's got a great eye. He is your interior designer. He's a guy who can uh, size a room up fast for you. And he'll come in and give you the once-over. And you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to go anywhere. He's got his mobile design unit. He's been doing this 45 years since he was 23 years old. And he, and he knows all the ins and outs of getting some of the finest kinds of window art you're going to find. I'm talking about your side panels, your Roman shades, your woven wood shades, everything else down the line. He's going to take care of it for you. And, and great price. He's the installer. He's the procurer of the 
beautiful items that you're going to have that will spruce up your home. And yes, he's going to be uh, he's going to be your man. Seven days a week. Proctor spelled like Dr. ProctorDrapery.com. Also, thank you to Santino Cigars and Cocktails as we head into the colder type of uh, weather we have. You're going to want to cozy up to a bar maybe and have a nice, beautiful two-finger, one-cube of Yippee-ki-yay, High West whiskey like I like. Maybe have a little cigar. Look at the biggest humidor you're going to find in a walk-in humidor. Come on, people. At Santino Cigars and Cocktails there on Vogel Road in beautiful Arnold. Love this song. Dr. Chivago's Train, people. I'm probably tempting fate here. I should probably... Uh... So, uh, yeah, so yesterday was the mediation for my court case against Stenercom. Uh, as you all know, I filed a lawsuit against them. And uh, I was looking for damages and looking for uh, mostly a release from my contract in terms of being able to do what I really want to do for my family, my kids, and beyond, and uh, and for Radio Free Almond and you all. And so I can't really talk about all of the machinations of the mediation. It's all confidential. Uh, but I can tell you uh, that in terms of being unleashed, in terms of my freedom, in terms of my... Uh, my ability to be free to do what I want to do now, I am completely unleashed. Which means, ultimately, I am going to be able to... Uh, I, I no longer, for instance, have any restrictions at all on what I can do. So I have no long, I have no longer have any non-competes whether it be in advertising or whether it be in going with other radio stations or anything else all of that is uh, is gone completely torn up and I kind of did that got that in exchange for not really getting much of what I wanted monetarily. Uh, but 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 here's the deal. What was really important, oh no, Vicky, I'm not finished with them at all. Don't worry. I've got two I've got two more cases coming, which is the other reason why I needed to get this thing over with. And I needed to I needed to I needed to uh, get things uh, taken care of. I need I needed to I needed to to get unleashed here so that I could then go and expand the Radio Free Almond Empire. That was really what what's most important because what I do is radio. I, and that that's that's what I do. I'm a, I'm a broadcaster, so every opportunity I get to broadcast, that's what I do. So I could wait for a year and go to trial on this thing with the with the Basically, a 50-50 chance, so I might, might lose. And, and then I lose, 
and then my non-compete stays in force for another year after that, after July. And, then, and my advertising non-compete goes for two years after that, meaning I can't talk to any advertisers that are on 97.1. So now, though, uh, all that is gone. I have, I have no restrictions whatsoever. And I've got, I've got three different uh, media operations who were looking to pick up Radio Free Almond on a dial. And I need to take advantage of that. And so I have three different outlets now who are looking to uh, pick up the Radio Free Almond morning show. So at that level then, so what, what will happen is then we have another dial, uh, you know, uh, another another dial position. So we've got the Facebook platform. We've got the... Radio Free Almond uh, stream on your phone, and then we'll also have then a dial position for you. So, the, so there's three different ways that Radio Free Almond is going to permeate St. Louis, and so now uh, I'm going to now I'm going to be free to compete uh, because that's what I do best is I, I compete best, and so when I'm left up to my devices. And when I'm left up to my own abilities, and, and, and when I can do everything I want to do, there's no one that's going to come near me after that. When I'm pinched, and I'm working for this, and I'm, and I'm involved in legal stuff, or at least at this level, because I've got two more big cases coming that I also kind of have to fund <laughs> to a certain degree. And this was the easiest way for me to be able to continue to also... Uh, take care of my babies and then also fund my two upcoming court cases as well. And so I had to, I had to do this. I had to, I had to say, you know what? Boom. I'm going to do this. Um, I'm not going to become a millionaire by waiting for a year for a, a jury and then a, and an appeal and then whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and I'll make the money. I'll make the money. So I, I can't I can't wait for some, you know, some windfall. The windfall is going to be of my making because it always has been of my making. I've always been the one. You 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 give me the the tools. You give me the uh, the the uh, the platform. I'll make the money. So at that point, I decided what I need most of all, and what's important to me is absolute freedom. And I need absolute an absolute ability to go out in the playing field and I'll take on 97.1 myself. And so now I'm, I have the ability to go head-to-head, face-to-face with everybody out there in radio, whereas I couldn't before because I was hampered by this non-compete. I, I couldn't even get... I couldn't even talk to advertisers who work at the, on the on the, who are currently on ninety seven. I couldn't talk to them, and you know what? I didn't either. The ones that left and came to me, I could, but but I couldn't reach out to anybody, and you know, I I couldn't do that. And and I had a contract, and because um, I'm a, a person who will uh, uh, of integrity, at least I I hope I am in most ways of my life, I abided by the contract. 
and, and I could have I could have forced it, and then you know they could have had an injunction. Uh, also, what was going to happen is if I continued on uh, with the thing, they would have they would have probably tried to take me off the air uh, with an injunction. And while that would have been fun to a certain degree, because it's like I could be, oh, they took me off. They look at what they did. That doesn't help anybody. That, that doesn't that doesn't help you know uh, people uh, and you and me and you know it does it doesn't help. It's it it does, and it certainly doesn't help my babies. So uh, I I needed to do something that that was uh, that was immediate and 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 that was action oriented and that would free me uh, from doing it. And to tell you the truth, I um like I can't get into the I can't get into the uh, elements of the I can't get into the the back and forth of the mediation. But uh, the bottom line is I I needed that. Uh, I needed that contract in ashes, and it is. So there we go. That's how that's how it's working out. So the next step here then is the expansion of the Radio Free Almond, uh, pro- the full expansion of it, uh, the full monetization of it, uh, the full advertising. And, and love, they won't do that because they, they, they now I'm I'm free. Uh, the, the full monetization of it, and and it'll become a it'll become a huge uh, powerhouse. So uh, f- now from from here on out, then what's happening is, and, and we'll announce this in a, in, a, in a larger degree. So from here on out, what happens is then we we create this this empire, and Dr. Eric Naputi, and you all know him, and Ryan and I are partnering up to then advance this baby, and and roll this roll this ball up the hill and and that's going to be the that's going to be the most fun so ultimately uh in the next month or so things are going to uh, are going to uh, going to uh uh become wildly crazy in a in a good way um i will most likely by the time and i think with this what happens here is you have to wait a while and figure out what's going on so what's likely is by uh, the the new year in January, I'll be on a radio station. I don't know which one because I've got three that I'm talking to, three different media entities that I'm talking to. So I don't know which one of those uh, where where I'm going, where Radio Free Elm is going to fall. But nothing will change for you all uh, in terms of the uh, in terms of the product, except that it'll be, you know, we'll, we'll obviously we'll ultimately have a different uh, formula. So we're going to have the, you know, we're going to have a, uh, you know, a, uh, uh, you know, phones, and we're gradually just getting back into that mode. But I had to, I had to get off of this, this uh, square one here. I needed to desperately do that. Uh, and, and, uh, I, I was well, more than willing to fight. I was more than willing to go all the way. Uh, but in the end, once I was, uh, once it was able to be achieved where I could say, uh, can, uh, I can say, tear it up He tore it up and then that's it. And I'm, I'm good. So I'll make the, I'll make the money. And, 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 and instead of worrying whether in July, a, a judge, would give it to me, you know, or a jury or whatever, because, and then, and that's even a 50, 50 at that point anyway. So, and then I'm spending all kinds of money doing it. And it's like, okay, I'd rather use that money to fund the next two lawsuits that I'm embarking on. And that one will be in January. 
and then the other one will come after that. But 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 so but I needed to I needed to get off that square one, and and move on uh, uh, to the to the next to the to the next level. And that's and that was the that was the big news from yesterday is that I'm totally free and clear. I am free to talk to ultimately talk to any of my advertisers, any advertisers out there without any restrictions, and uh, free to compete. On, on the level that I need to compete on and and and, uh, and competition is what I can do I don't know about depositions and blah 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 bing and waiting for this and you know blah 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 but 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 give me a chance to compete and I'll kick your ass I'm not you guys but you know what I'm talking about but 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 give me the tools and I'll I'll be just fine thank you very much and you all will go along uh, with me and 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 that's that that's the key there is is you is you've got to make these decisions and you got to make them um sometimes quickly and, and, and but you have to make them also uh knowing that you're doing it for the right reasons and it's 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 not always about me uh it's and and I've got uh three little ones who I have to uh, make sure are well taken care of and everything else, and I and 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 uh, and, and so they know that that when I when I compete, I can go uh, anywhere I need to go. So that's that's how we uh, we do it. Nick, I'll come and do a ride along there in North County. Yeah. So anyway, we so so that part is taken care of, and now the the the, the more fun lawsuits are going to begin, which is going to be great. I'm not I'm not a sue happy person, but I am going to make sure that there are people who were part of this operation. Um, and, and part of what happened, uh, pay. So th- I'm going after them, and then I, and I've got all the resources in the world now professionally to 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 do everything I need to do. So that's that's really what my goal was a strategy, and it worked. And uh, and I got uh, I'm out. I'm out, I'm out, I'm un- unleashed. I'm free to move about the cabin. And and uh, do whatever I want. I'll even fly the damn plane if you, if you give me the chance. So that's how that's going to roll. So that was good news. Uh, and um, I had uh, uh, Dave Corum and Kevin Whiteley, who are my attorneys, are, are excellent attorneys and, and really good guys. And so we, we, we did what we needed to do. And more importantly, we did what we needed to do for uh, f- that, that will make you happier. And anyway, so I don't – but I, I don't know. I can't talk about the – uh, media outlets that are that I'm talking to, uh, but I've got three different ones, and so I know. Well, I don't know for sure because I don't know. But in January is is where I'm eyeing starting at a at a dial position, and and that won't change anything for you guys on the stream, nor on the Facebook or anything like that. It's just one more element uh, that that I will use to. Uh, to ultimately, uh, um, to ultimately wreak havoc on my competition, uh, which is not, not what I. I'm not trying to put anybody out of business. I'm just telling you that that I have, I'll have, uh, I'll be the only one in town with with three different powerful platforms, and I already have the uh, the, uh, the the stream and the Facebook already. I, I have more listeners than I even had. When I was at ninety-seven-one, and so once I get a dial position, it'll make it just that much easier. And there are a lot of people out there, interestingly enough, that you know they'll come to me and go, "I can't find you. I can't do that." You know, and I go, "Well, I have an app." And they're like, "I don't do that. I don't do that." And I was like, "Okay, 
Oh, I have, I'm on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook. I don't do a computer on Facebook. So I've got still uh, loads of other people out there who are still not able to attach themselves to the Radio Free Almond product, easily at least. And so uh, we're going to expand that as well. So it's all going to be good for you. And more importantly, it's going to be good for what uh, what we do here, and that is advance uh, wonderful things <laughs> and, and advance our uh, – our, uh, our common sense goals and and that's really uh what ultimately we uh we want to do uh with the radio free element product so that's that's the news and uh i'm gonna you know i'll 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 give you more uh as it as it as it comes around but uh in the meantime in the meantime that's where we sit so today election day by the way as i said in the very beginning of the show stop telling I don't need Mandy Murphy to tell me to get out and vote. Stop telling me to go and vote. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go and vote. What, what, what a part? Do you? It gets after a while. Doesn't it get kind of tiresome? Make sure you get out and vote. Okay, Mike Bush, definitely. Sure. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks for reminding me. I like Mike Bush. I shouldn't have used him. Uh, okay. I like man. Well, I like everybody. What am I talking about? Anyway, I'll make fun of anybody. So, Mandy Murphy, stop telling me to get out and vote. Okay, that's all I'm telling you. Sandy Miller, you can tell me anything you want to tell me. Okay, that's what that's that's my basic rule. And that's the rule of a lot of people out there is that Sandy Miller can tell me anything she wants to tell me. But the rest of you, stop telling me to get out and vote. I'm going to vote. Don't worry about it. By the way, I needed to. Uh... Oh yeah, uh, Mama K, JP Soto. Yeah, I love the guy. Uh, and 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 you're right. Let me just see something really quickly here. Um, I need to. Uh, oh, it's not GOP. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Ben's like it's not GOP headquarters. Sorry, Ben. I'm, I've been busy. It's the America First Missouri headquarters. I said it was GOP headquarters, and of course, for people like Ben and people at America First, um, they're like, dude, st- you know, this is important. Okay, I this is important. I'm getting uh, Angie Moser just told me that uh, there are long lines in Maplewood, and that's uh, I kind of good news. <laughs> um, no, I, I know I know what Maplehood's all about. That's uh, I think that's kind of good news. Let me see if I can get a hold of uh, uh, Sonny. Let's see. Uh, uh, let me see if I can call him now. Um, there are uh, three. Uh, uh, amendments on this marijuana thing. Have you guys seen the sample ballots out there, by the way? They're so confusing and, and, and there's no, uh, there's, there, there, there's, it's, it's so hard to traverse exactly who, which amendment is, is the one, uh, that, that, and it's, and it's, and it's very confusing. I'm going to see if I can get a hold of Sonny here. Cause he's, he's, uh, he's the man who I need. I always try to, uh, um, hit up for my information on the on the on the uh, on the damn. Um, hold on a it, I saw the sample ballot last night because Andrea was wondering about it, and and I I um, call him and he's going his way to Arizona, I think, or something like that. But see if Sonny's there. Maybe he's not.
here. Let me let me see if let me see if Ben will do at least a phone call for me. You've reached Sonny Wilson. Hi, Sonny. Protect America First Political Action Committee. Hi, Sonny. Please leave your name, number, and a brief message, and I will return your phone call as soon as possible. Thank you. Hey, text me back, you goofball. I need to talk to you about the amendments, just like we did last time. I need to I need to boil down which amendments are which because right now I looked at a sample ballot and I can't tell which amendments are which. Uh, uh, the one by that one doctor and, and the other one, and uh, I, I need to find out about that. So let me let me see if uh, I can get some info from you on that. So call me back, dude, right away. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right. So here's the deal: there are three different mar- and and I, I guarantee you this is this is designed to uh, confuse people, and and because there are three different marijuana amendments on on the ballot. One of them is an amendment that is uh, put forth by some doctor, and it's about and it, and, it, and it calls for this uh, tax and everything else. And so, uh, you know, I, I definitely am um, leaning towards the one that is uh, supported by. Well, first of all, they're not telling you which ones they are, but I know that Lisa, you're going to vote no on Amendment Three. And, and Amendment Three is the one I think that has all the um, it's the it's the doctor one, and, and that one I wouldn't go near. Now there also is a a, a proposition on there as well, and, and that is uh, aside from the amendments, there's a proposition on there, and 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 the proposition is uh, the one that uh, that is going to basically allow the legislature to kind of come in. And 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 manipulate whatever might have passed uh, regarding the medical marijuana stuff. Now, I'm a little concerned about that, although it seems like it's a reasonable thing, because uh, because uh, because once you get the lawmakers involved, then you get all the people greasing palms, and then you get all these other special interests. So, uh, essentially, if you if you go uh, with, uh, in my opinion, uh, the number one in the marijuana end, then, then that might be the one that, that you can, you can, uh, get past. But the, um, uh, the, the, the doctor one is number three and, and, uh, and don't vote on number three. Thank you guys for the tip off there. But Sonny was in earlier and and told me about that. But, but, but again, that's, that's the key. Now, uh, the other one is, is slightly confusing to me. That's the one that Travis Brown's involved in. And these guys are good guys, but but uh, but there's something about it that that is still a little fishy to me. So I'm going to boil it all down ultimately, and we'll do that around eight thirty. We'll kind of give you the, the the primer on that. But you all know uh, locally uh, when it comes to these races, I'm already seeing that the voter turnout is going crazy. And 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 what it doesn't matter. Angie told me about Maplewood. I learned about Forestell and Weldon Spring, and I'm getting other info from you guys out there in De Pere and beyond. So people are flocking to the polls. And again, voter turnout is ultimately going to be key. And 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 we've we've seen. Um, <laughs> if you fly fly the plane, can we smoke on it? Yes, you can smoke. I'll take you back to the days when people smoked on airplanes. Yeah, excellent. Absolutely, I'll do that for you when once I get in there. All right. So uh, here here's the deal. Uh, when when voter turnout strong, in my opinion, that's when Republicans really shine. 
you realize that already we've had a situation where we've had the uh, early voting totals going the way of the uh, going going the way of of the Republicans, which is really kind of not normal in elections like this. Because what you're doing is it, it, normally the people who are out there. Um, uh, the early voting totals, for whatever reason, lean more towards the left as opposed to uh, Republican. But they are leaning towards the Republican side, which is an amazing development. Then you have, uh, on, on the other end of it all, you have uh, the people who actually go to the polls. Now, this is – this is uh, oh, U-City has one-hour lines. Well, again, this is going to be a battle over turnout. This is going to be a battle, Republican and Democrats, and U-City is uh, pretty liberal, and, uh, and, and that's, that's going to be kind of uh, how it's going to work out. It's going to be Forrestel versus U-City. It's going to be people canceling each other's votes out uh, in, at, at the polling places. It's going to be Weldon Spring versus Maplewood. <laughs> That's going to be kind of how it's all going to flesh out. And so whoever uh, turns out the most is is going to be the uh, the person, uh, the ones who, who ultimately prevail. But so far, uh, things are going crazy, and it's uh, it's – Really vibrant out there. Uh, the line growing fast and fluorescent. I think Anthony, that's actually a, 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 a good news. And uh, last night, my goodness, if last night is any indication in Cape Girardeau, have you seen the video from Cape Girardeau last night? This was one of the most vibrant, stacked rallies I have seen. In a long, long time. And I'm going to play you a little bit because uh, President Trump comes out after after being introduced by Rush Limbaugh, who, of course, is from uh, Cape Girardeau. And and Rush Limbaugh interviews President Trump and President Trump comes out to Lee Greenwood singing his signature song on the stage right next to President Trump to President Trump. So I'm going to play it for you because early this morning it actually moved so many of us because it just felt so good and you're like wow this is uh, this is pretty amazing and of course the president thought it was amazing too because he said it it's like dude love that song and especially when you're singing it to me I love it too and of course Lee's singing it to everybody in there but you know still he's standing right next to the president it was uh, an amazing. Uh, Amazing deal. Stephanie says vote no on amendments two, three, and proposition C. My concern about C, again, this is the marijuana one, uh, with with the legislature, I'm a little concerned about the marijuana deal being in the hands of lawmakers because I I think they're going to kind of – there's too much manipulation. You guys know what happens when these guys get get their hands in that – thing right it it, it 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 gets a little dicey i'd rather have it on the books in the constitution boom that's I, I, although there are some people i think i talked to sonny about this that say hey you know uh it, it, it could allow for some changes to be made within the structure once medical marijuana does pass but to me i worry about what's uh is going into this when it comes to our lawmakers who change out and who, you know, 
do all this stuff, and, and it absolutely is. Uh, and, of course, you have to vote against clean Missouri. So anyway, let me get to this real quickly. I'll let you hear it in all of its full glory, and then uh, we'll come back and talk about the talk about the ballot as well. Just keeps going and so forth. Cape Girardeau, people. Without any further ado, folks, thank you so much. It's been great. It's great to be here, be part of this. Raise the roof. Here he comes, the president of the United States, Donald. again just my children and my wife thank my lucky stars to be living here today cause the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away and I'm proud to be an so the president's walking out Lee Greenwood's perfect voice is booming this out. how little Lee Greenwood is. <laughs> I guess standing next to President Trump is a little bit. Trump isn't that From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee across the plains of Texas from sea to shining sea from Detroit down to Houston and New York to L.A. There's pride in every show me heart, and it's time we stand and say, Show me in there. That I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free, and I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me, and I gladly stand up next to you, defend her still today. Was awesome. So, 
President Trump comes out to Lee Greenwood and that beautiful song. And you notice Lee Greenwood kind of uh, added a couple references to Missouri in there. And it was great. And it's, it must be hard because, I mean, people are just in this crowd and everything else. For Lee Greenwood to have nailed that song the way he nailed that song in that venue, and it's just kind of a soundtrack behind him, it's incredible. Amazing. And this place was packed. <laughs> the Show Me Center down there in Cape Girardeau. <laughs> President Trump hasn't lost his voice like Obozo has. Can you believe that? It's like, dude, you gave two speeches and you lost your voice. Let's listen to our healthy president, shall we? On his, oh, I think this is like his 15th speech in 48 hours. <laughs> he still has his voice. Hell, Joe Biden can't even keep his teeth in when he gives speeches. <laughs> yeah, brother. Yeah, buddy. Missouri, you are incredible, incredible people. <laughs> and Missouri has been really good to President Trump. And I hope they're good to Josh Hawley today, wow. too. And we never said to Rush, he's got eight minutes. Rush can have two hours, three hours. <laughs> There's nobody like him. There never has been anybody like him. I was speaking to Sean Hannity backstage. Do we love Sean, by the way? And Sean said, there is nobody like this man. And he's a real good guy. Although he's tough, he's tough. But boy, I'll tell you what, when he's on your side, there's nobody you want better. I mean, it's really great. It's really great. When he's with you, the biggest of all time, at what he does. I also want to thank my good friend, Lee Greenwood. How about Lee? <laughs> so we were in Tennessee last night, and Lee was there, and I get that. But this was a surprise tonight. But you know, that song is one of the great songs, but when he's singing to you, like, <laughs> direct. We really like that song, right? We really, and we like Lee Greenwood. And yeah. he's been with us from the beginning. 
That was awesome. So, you know, and imagine, and, and President Trump is so real. He's like, yeah, you know what? It's, it's a cool song. But when you're sitting on stage and that song basically is being sung right to you, it's like, wow, it's pretty amazing. So that was a, a good one. And let's contrast that with the Democrats, who, who by the way, are, 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 are now uh, focusing today and last night on their final campaigns on behalf of Democrats. So, so you have Trump out there getting his hands dirty and the president, uh, Trump, and, and the rest of the people out there working hard and giving speeches and doing everything organically and having rallies. And then you have uh, the mainstream media, which uh, the Democrats are relying on to try to take them through the finish line. And, yeah, they have had some rallies here and there. Like Obozos have been really not really well attended, and he sits there and screams and yells and frowns and wags his finger and kind of sweats like a quarter horse, and, and, and there's just not much going on there. And so contrast President Trump's fresh appearance, fresh voice, to Obozo, who apparently is just uh, working just a tad too hard, apparently. Obama, who has campaigned extensively during this midterm election, was out working to turn up the turnout. The character of this country is on the ballot. Aww. Who we are is on the ballot. Oh, is your is your voice is your voice going away there, Obozo? What's the matter? You you, you gave uh, was your speech a little too long, or I mean, how many speeches has Obama given? Three or four in the last you know month. And he loses his voice, so I, I'll, I'll go for the uh, I'll go for the healthy president. Thank you very much, and that would be President Trump. Anyway, yeah, I mean these guys all look like they like they're, like they're working too hard. President Trump's running circles around these guys. He still his his voice. Bozo gets out there, gives a couple speeches. He's like, dude, really? Get to a gym. I don't know whether Trump goes to a gym or not, but. I'm just saying for Obozo, maybe a gym would help. I don't know. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, and let's break down the ballot stuff for you really quickly. Uh, I know a lot of you differ on some uh, levels regarding these uh, these ballot mem- measures, and, and, and there's nothing really to, to, to necessarily uh, fight against. But uh, I, I, uh, I am uh, going to uh, vote against gradually raising the state's minimum wage. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to vote against that one. Um, I'm going to vote against raising the gas tax, uh, by 10 cents a gallon. Uh, I'm, I'm voting against that. And, and, and I know that a lot of you are going, yeah, but you know, uh, what about, you know, uh, we need roads and bridges and our infrastructure suffering. Well, they already take money from me for that. They, they, they already take enough money from me for that. Why don't you go back to the drawing board and budget your money instead of constantly asking me for more, uh, more money? And, and, and again, uh, roads and bridges, that's basically what I already pay for. So take care of it. If you don't have enough money, then maybe you want to cut your own budgets. Because I'll tell you what, when you're a family, a Missouri family, and you have, or an Illinois family for that matter, and you have a uh, uh, issues regarding your finances, you can't just turn around and go to your neighbor's house and ask for more money. You have to decide what your priorities are and what you're going to do, and you have to start budgeting. When you are short on money, you don't 
uh, decide that, well, I'm just not going to feed one of my three kids today. Do you? No. You say, you know what? Maybe I won't uh, go to bread company for lunch today. I'll take my lunch. Right? You, you make adjustments to your budgets when you run into problems regarding your money. And so you uh, – that's what you uh, – you gotta, you gotta do is you gotta get in there and get in a situation where you readjust your own budgets. And I, I've made that comparison before, but you don't sit there. It, it's like every, t- it's like when Jay Nixon, every time Jay Nixon wanted a tax increase or something, he'd go to a uh, a school gymnasium and threaten to uh, cut funding for schools. It's like, well, wait a minute, why is it you always go right to the schools to threaten us? with the need for tax increases. Why don't you start cutting maybe your airplane travel to the school that you're announcing you're going to be cutting? Why do you always have to threaten to kill a puppy when you want more money from me? So again, uh, and Jimmy points out, you know, not until the MoDOT gets a full audit will I actually uh, vote for any gas tax increase. And again, every, and, and I will tell you, Jimmy, every time MoDOT is audited, they find some misappropriation of funds or some expenditure that wasn't necessary. And uh, maybe MoDOT, instead of prioritizing Representative Billy Bob's on-ramp that he requested down there in Nowheresville, maybe actually you want to prioritize your projects. And the last MoDOT, uh, audit that I saw, at least. There might have been another one. I don't know. The last uh, MoDOT audit that I saw um, showed that they weren't uh, they, they were doing projects that were not necessary to the daily lives of motorists. They were doing all these other things, like Representative Billy Bob's on-ramp that he wanted because he got something else in return, or he gave them more money for this, or whatever. You know, what, whatever. So they haven't been prioritizing uh, projects. They, they, they do these projects that, that didn't mean anything to the average everyday motorists, and instead we're focusing on other things. So prioritize what you're doing. Until then, I'm not going to vote for another gas tax. And, and, and uh, increase uh, 10 cents a gallon? What are you, out of your minds? So it's 17 cents a gallon. Uh, and, and listen, uh, and you, you know what happens is, it, you know what the argument is, right? Well, we have the lowest uh we have the lowest gas tax in all the country. I'm going good. That's good news. That doesn't mean we need to increase it. They always say that. It's like we have the lowest blah 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 in the country. I'm like that's actually fantastic news. We ought to keep it that way. Oh no, that's a reason to increase it. It's like no it's not. It's a reason to m- maintain it. And you know what? These people are talking about how they they keep repairing roads they've already fixed. Lord have mercy. Uh, how many times have they, have they done construction projects on Highway 40 that they just rebuilt? I mean, every time you turn around, they're, they're, cl- they're closing a lane on Highway 40, repairing something. I'm going, you guys just put this in. What are you doing? Anyway. And I, I, listen, I know there are good people out there on the road crews, and I know I, I'm not I'm not bashing the person working on the roads. And God love them, and and be careful around them. And I'm not you know not attacking those folks. But but again, Modot, 
go back and and live the way we all have to live in our on our modern day and and, and in our daily lives. And the way we live is not by going to the neighbor's house when we're short on money and asking them for more money. In fact, no, not only asking them for money, taking more money from them. So I'm voting no on the gas tax. I'm voting no on the uh, minimum wage increase. It goes from twelve to from seven eighty five an hour to twelve dollars an hour. That's too much. Now. Uh, there are reasonable people who thought, well, I don't know, $10 an hour might be okay. I don't know. But $12 an hour is is too close to 15 <laughs> that we didn't like to begin with. So I'm voting no on the minimum wage increase. I'm voting no on the, on the ta- gas tax. Uh, I am uh, voting no on the clean Missouri amendment, which is a, a, a total bunch of, of, uh, of garbage. Uh, so that's amendment one, no on amendment one, no on the gas tax, no on the minimum wage increase. And, uh, again, no on number one. Then we have, uh, amendment two. This is the one that is seemingly, and this is the marijuana amendment, uh, uh, Matt, Clean Missouri is Amendment 1, and, and Clean Missouri is the one we've been talking about where they talked about uh, the ethical reforms, but in amendment in that amendment is also this state demographer going to the auditor's office and, and realigning districts and things like that, and it's a gerrymandering ploy, and it's not right especially when it's going to be governed or maybe governed by a democrat uh in the in the uh, uh in the auditor's office although i i hope Sandra McDowell wins um uh, but but if she doesn't this clean missouri thing will go right into the uh right into the uh, democratic office office holders uh the only statewide democratic office holders office and it's not going to work out well uh for republicans amendment 2 is the one that I am uh, gravitating more towards. Uh, that's uh, called New Approach Missouri. And that's the one uh, that is uh, helping out veterans. Uh, post-traumatic stress disorder is among the qualifying conditions. Um, a 4% sales tax goes to a fund uh, for health care for veterans. I happen to believe to a certain uh on a certain level that I I don't understand why there needs to be qualifying conditions for medical marijuana. In my opinion, if a doctor believes that medical marijuana can help you, then I believe that it ought to be prescribed to you. That's, that's the bottom line. But uh, Amendment 2 is preferable to Amendment 3, which is, um, hi, I'm Dr. Brad Bradshaw, and I'm going to be your medical marijuana guy. Vote for Brad Bradshaw's constitutional amendment. It's like, no, I'm not going to vote for Brad Bradshaw's constitutional amendment. So this is one where they have, uh, um, he's a personal injury attorney, medical doctor. I'm sure he's he's a nice man, Dr. Bradshaw. But 15% tax on the sale of marijuana, wholesale tax on the sale of marijuana, flowers and leaves, and they'd be used to create a new state institute to research presently incurable diseases. Right. 
wonder what that state institute's going to be called. The Brad Bradshaw Institute for Research. The Brad Bradshaw Family Institute for Research, everybody. It's like, new. No, we're not going to do that. Uh, and now, Brad Bradshaw is financing it, but uh, but nonetheless, it's like, you know, it's, it's like Dr. Hook's medicine show. It's like, no, I'm not going to do this Brad Bradshaw constitutional amendment. And, and there's something weird about it, too, because uh, Brad Bradshaw might have the greatest intentions in the world. But the fact that it's, uh, it's uh, just the, it, that he's attached his name to the thing. There's not a chance in hell I'd ever vote for a constitutional amendment with some dude's name attached to it. Now, keep in mind, though, in the ballot language, that's not mentioned. The Brad, the Brad Bradshaw name is not mentioned in there. So you need to know, in the, at least the ballot language I saw, it's not mentioned in there. So uh, I, I am not going to vote for Amendment 3. Uh, I will vote for Amendment 2. And... Uh, and this research institute from three episodes, this thing, is, this thing is like fraught with trouble. I wouldn't go near that baby. Now, Proposition C is another one. Now, I'm on the fence about this, and you uh, – and, and I'm, 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 maybe you all, can, uh, you all can school me on it or, or convince me that this is – uh, a better way. So, so, um, so I was thinking that okay, Amendment Two is a constitutional amendment, and then um, Proposition C sounds kind of good because what you would have is uh, the legislature involved in in the matter. So the legislature then could uh, could then change certain things and 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 adjust certain things that might not be going well for this and this and this. Now. Um, that's a little more suspicious for me because uh, this one imposes a 2% tax on medical marijuana to be used for veteran services, uh, drug t- treatment, and early childhood education and public safety in cities with medical marijuana facilities. It's, it sounds uh, very broad. Uh, it's, and, and, and I know that the, I love it when these guys and, – and listen – it might be true that it's going to be used for veteran services, drug treatment, and early childhood education. But really, will it? Because, I, I mean, these guys always – oh, by the way, Emily uh, says she just voted in White City. The lines were long. That's good news. Uh, so good good, good going and, and glad to see these lines long out in, uh, in God's country. Uh, it was there's there's a there's a group called Missourians for Patient Care who are involved in this. It's a political action committee. Um, it didn't disclose financial supporters, according to this U.S. News and World Report story. I don't really care much about that part of it. I just am not really convinced that uh, I was not really convinced that that this is this is the right way to go. The legislature getting its hands in the middle of all this. Is um, and and I, again, I know a lot of lawmakers trust him, whatever. Uh, but uh, but but it's it's. Uh, I I don't think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna vote no on Proposition C. 
Travis Brown's involved, and I like the guy, uh, and, and and understand their their purpose, but uh, it's too political. It's too, it's it has too many politicians involved in it, and uh, I just don't I just don't see that as being a um, a thing. So okay, let's run run down the list now. Okay, so Amendment One, no, do not vote for clean Missouri, as they're going to call it on the ballot, at least what I saw on the ballot. Amendment 1. Um, and this is the one where they have the supposedly nonpartisan state demographer who would redraw all these maps and things like that. As I told you before, we've discussed this quite a bit, that ultimately what, you're, what it's going to turn into, this is how Cook County, Chicago, be, be, became the uh, the uh, the Madigan Mafia Center uh, because Cook County now looks like a upside down hand. So you've got my hand part being Chicago, and then you have my fingers being the redrawn areas that go right into the suburbs of Chicago that stick a bunch of Democrats uh, into what would ultimately be more Republican outlets in the, uh, in the, in the uh, suburbs of Chicago. And it made these races uh, very competitive, but it also gave Democrats a leg up on the, uh, see my hand there? Upside, upside down hand. That's what, Chi- that's what Cook County, Chicago looks like. So this would be Chicago right here. And then they redrew all these maps and these and, and these uh, places and squirted a bunch of Democrats in there. So they could just draw like a thin little line down all these different districts and make them more competitive. There are some people who say, well, wait, maybe um, maybe it would help uh, Republicans then. No, because because you're, you're looking at them drawing them and 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 just it's it's mostly designed, in my opinion, to squish more. Democrats into Republican districts, and that's what they did in Chicago. And now Cook County is uh, impenetrable by Democrats. It's it's almost completely all uh, Democrats, and 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 so that's that's been an issue, and that's what that did. So uh, and 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 clean Missouri is a uh, Orwellian ruse, uh, basically designed in, in some way, shape, or form uh, to 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 hide the fact that this is just a, 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 a boondoggle. This is a way for them to redistrict and change over things, and that's what they, uh, that, that's what they ultimately are going to do. Now that we're on the close-up, I'll go ahead and tell you that that's what, that's, what the, uh, that's what it looks like. You might have seen it on the wide shot. I just wanted to make sure you, I, I, I got through to you my point about how this is going to look. So in Chicago, it was Chicago's my hand. And then uh, this is how they redistricted everything and and drew lines that squirted uh, like thin lines, okay, of people of Democrats into these Republican districts, and then 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 that uh, incision, that little surgical move, uh, ultimately um, uh, made it possible for the Madigan Mafia to to control everything. Because by then, these Democrats 
all basically made the Republican areas competitive and then and then won that way. Anyway, that's that was the that's for all you Facebook people out there. So no on Amendment One, Clean Missouri is a bunch of bull crap and and they're calling it Clean Missouri and everybody's like, Oh, uh, I like clean I like clean water. I mean, most people are like, you know, does this mean it's gonna be more clean air than in Missouri? Yes, ma'am. Yes, are you for clean air? Uh, here's what here's what they would do uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, with the uh, did I get knocked off of Facebook? I didn't get knocked off of Facebook, did I? Okay, uh, so uh, they did when they when they when the clipboard guys came out, and this was early on. Here's how you would do it: you take a clipboard, and and you would go out and you'd ask a question like, "Do you do you like clean water?" And they say yes. I have a petition here uh, for Clean Missouri. It's an effort to kind of you know uh, create more ethical uh, reforms and create more things. And and in the back of the mind of the person who just uh, who just heard, "Do you like clean water?" They kind of think that this is about clean water or clean air or clean whatever. So all you have to do is say, "Do you like clean air?" And they go, "Yes." This is Amendment One. We are looking for and and, and when the and the question ha- and the answer have nothing to do with what they're showing, but in the back of your mind, you're thinking that that's what it is. I've seen people doing this. Anyway, they called it Clean Missouri, and and I'd I'd vote completely against it. I am voting. Uh, Yes, on number two, on Amendment Two. Amendment Two is the uh, new approach, Missouri, and this is the most reasonable one. It sounds like um, I definitely think this medical marijuana issue is a no-brainer, but I'll play along and and um, uh, uh, go through it because I, I think it's been impossibly weird that it's taken this long for us to even get medical marijuana okay to Missouri but uh, anyway I'm going to vote for number two which is new approach Missouri uh, and it's uh, focusing on treatment for veterans uh, I do believe that there ought to be an expansion of qualifying conditions that that are unlimited as long as a doctor prescribes it but I'll take what we can get here on that level amendment three uh, the Brad Bradshaw, Doctor, the Doctor Brad Bradshaw, feel good constitutional amendment number three. I am uh, voting no on, and I'm voting no on C. Now, we might. I think there's probably a lot of people who are uh, uh, who are differing in their opinions about proposition proposition C, and so I will. Uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll obviously stand corrected uh, by any of you if you if you um, might think uh, that this would be uh, that this would be an, a, a change. I don't know. Uh, and again, uh, one more thing about Amendment One: it's supported by John Danforth, which is another reason to reject it outright. So just just so you know, uh, and then voting no on the minimum wage increase because it's it's too much. Uh, it's going uh, from uh, seven eighty five to twelve. Forget it. Not interested. And then it's uh, then then you have the uh, gas tax increase, which I'm going to vote no on as well. Uh, that's an increase from ten cents a gallon to seventeen cents a gallon. I already pay 
for the roads and bridges. And in my opinion, uh, get your asses back to the drawing board at MoDOT and figure out how to do it because I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to fund your ridiculousness. That's all I'm saying. Uh, All right. So, uh, by the way, I wanted to make sure that you all knew, too, uh, that tonight we're going to be at America First headquarters and we are going to um, to uh, let a rip in terms of coverage of the election and everything else. Hey, Matt, will you do me a favor? Because I have got to use the bathroom. Will you put some music on? so that I'm not going to get pulled off of Facebook because I have to use the bathroom or I'm going to just explode here. I'm just telling you. So if you can put some music, it's the first time I've ever had to do this since the beginning of uh, the Radio Free Almond show. It's the first time I've ever had to take a bathroom break and just do it, but I've been drinking coffee. I've been doing this. I have to use the bathroom, and I'm going. I'll be back in a second. Howdy, folks. We're Old Salt Union. We're from Belleville, Illinois, and we are coming live from St. Louis at the Loft Sessions. A little Paul Simon for you. Simon, awesome. You know what? Interesting too about uh, this song's a lot is a, is a, a lot better of a song than people give it credit for. And I think part of it is because uh, when uh, when 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 Paul Simon had the song, it, they played the crap out of it. Like they played it all the time. And uh, yes, Mama K, I washed my hands. <laughs> actually, you know, this is like the first time I've ever. I, I can't believe actually that that's the first time I've ever actually had to just like pell mell the hell out of here and use the bathroom. I, 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 I've been on 
in the air here uh, for, uh, for uh, well, since uh, May. I don't know how many months that is. But, uh, and I've never had to, like, leave and go just run out in the middle of the show and use the bathroom. But keep in mind, uh, in normal radio, like normal commercial radio, you would have, uh, you know, you'd have a, a, a situation where you, you, uh, you have breaks, like you go to commercial breaks or whatever. And, and, and because I really don't do that, um, I, uh, I just, uh, I just go. So I have sometimes I just have to leave because I'm not I don't have really traditional breaks, which is a good thing too in terms of the advertising and everything else because that's uh, 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 you know that's a good thing because we in, I infuse the uh, the advertising in the show. So you guys because because here's the other thing, and this is one of the things I loved about uh, the uh, this whole. Uh, configuration with Radio Free Almond, and I'll carry it over to commercial radio once I get on the dial uh, show. So I um, uh, dial station, which be in January. I've got three different outlets now. I told you earlier uh, about uh, the mediation and everything um, is uh, going just fine. So uh, we uh, we are in a situation where um, where the benefit to my advertisers, and by the way. Uh, in the aftermath of all that, I've been basically unleashed uh, for uh, to, to to do anything I want to. All my non competes are gone, and so uh, I'm ready to rock. And now I can do I can talk to all kinds of people, uh, advertising and beyond, and that's good. So the benefit of of my show uh, to an advertiser is and and one of the problems with sometimes regular. Uh, terrestrial radio is they take these breaks these long stop sets well oftentimes if you're an advertiser and your and your advertisement is the middle of in the middle of a stop set there's a chance that somebody might be punching out boom um and and and, and it might be you know people might have a reason to leave and so your ad doesn't get heard like for instance, right now the beauty of of the way the sh- my show is going right now is I could suddenly start to talk about Dr. Eric Naputi, NaputiWellness dot com, right there in uh, beautiful South County as well as Chesterfield. Dr. Naputi uh, is not a bandaider, meaning he's not going to throw pills at you uh, for your ailments. He's going to try to resolve it from the ground up naturally, without pills. He's got his non opioid drip. So people who are in the throes of pain don't have to take opiates that ultimately might uh, wind up having addictive qualities and hurting their lives. So he's come up with that alternative. He has brainwave therapy for people in throes of PTSD and beyond. And he gets to the core of the problem, the spinal cord, for instance. He can tell you but without you telling him what is ailing you by looking at your spinal cord. You know that? He can tell you if you have stomach pain or if you have uh, maybe some uh, uh, sinus issues or whatever just by looking at what's going on with your cord. That's pretty amazing. And it's uh, I, I love the guy for that. He's helped me on a number of different levels, and he'll get you right back to where you need to be. It's Naputi Wellness, NaputiWellness.com. Don't forget, too, about Golden Oak Lending. 314567 gold. Their rates are still low, even though the Fed increased their rates. 
That doesn't mean they're following suit. Right now, for Radio Free Almond listeners, the deal is you go ahead and uh, and get that uh, mortgage checkup and everything else, and they will give you a free appraisal once you mention Radio Free Almond to them. So that's a really uh, cool thing as well. See? looks like that. And you just kind of bring, um, bring it in, and boom, it's there. And Suzanne, uh, you know what? Naputi can help you out. Just tell him I sent you. Okay, he'll 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 make things happen for you, and you guys can all do that if you think you, you might not realize that he's not as expensive as you uh, might imagine he is. I'm just telling you. I'm just giving you the shout that you know what you can also you can always drop my name. You know that right? You can always kind of uh, use me, you know, as your as your uh, as your um, as your person. He'll help you out. By the way, the uh, the Rush Limbaugh in um, in uh, in Cape Girardeau is kind of making oh, national news Let- because because uh, it, Rush Limbaugh rarely makes uh, public appearances, and so this was um, this was a pretty significant time. Although Rush Limbaugh obviously is from Cape Girardeau, so it was a little easier for him, but it was pretty cool. So it's getting a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, different kinds of uh, play around the around the country with Rush Limbaugh. Now, also by the way, I don't know whether you saw the uh, MSNBC with this uh, with this fake graphic uh, showing. That Gillum is ahead. Did you see this? To show him winning the Florida vote, they basically they basically set up a graphic that looks like the election night graphic, and had Gillum basically winning the governorship, and and even with with vote totals and everything else. I mean, I don't know. Did you? Well, you don't watch MSNBC, but I'm going to let you see it anyway. Uh, Bill Nelson, probably his first call that night, um, election night tomorrow night, should be to Andrew Gillum to thank him. You know, there's three. I'm here in Texas. Um, you just mentioned Stacey Abrams in Georgia. I think the Beto O'Rourke, Stacey Abrams, and Andrew Gillum are all in their own way. So they're, doing something so they're showing this graphic, okay, while they're doing a, this. A tough nut to the graphic, the graphic says, I mean, it's exactly like the uh, the election night graphic, and it says 99 percent in. Andrew Gillum, 49.4. Ron DeSantis, 48.8. Uh, and, and it's a fake. It's a fake election graphic. Uh, uh, and, and it shows Gillum beating De- DeSantis by forty five thousand votes. Now, of course, um, you know Hayes had to tell everybody, "Hey, uh, just quick clarification here. Um, we showed a graphic of the race. May have caught your eye, uh, but our system had inadvertently populated some test numbers." So just just want to make sure you know that that really it was just really not in um, Florida. There hasn't been a Democratic governor in over two decades. That, that we're really we're not calling the race here. We just want to remind you that they, they just uh, uh, it accidentally added these numbers. The media is so damn corrupt. These guys, it just is unbelievable. Now, if you're Gillum, though, you got to worry because you don't want to sit there and declare Gillum the winner uh, because. Uh, because that's not going to help get the voting out. I'm just telling you. Then did you see this? This is a uh, reporter who was caught on tape trashing. Uh, she's a uh, uh, her name is Brenda Battelle. She's a journalist for the Huron Daily Tribune. 
So there's a uh, there's a Michigan Senate Republican candidate, John James, okay, who is uh, in this pitched battle, and I want to uh, I I want to kind of give you a uh, I I, I want to give you a warning about the language here. Uh, he's trying to unseat Stabenow, who uh, is the Democrat incumbent, and uh, and 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 it's very close still. Um, and and James is within two points. So this this journalist is caught on tape trashing him. And again, I'm going to give you a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a um, warning about the language in, uh, that's being used in here. Here. Hi, my name is Brenda Battle. I am a reporter with the Huron Daily Tribune in Bad Axe, Michigan. Uh, looking. To- Bad Axe, Michigan. Uh, it's Brenda Battle. I said Battelle. Who cares? Who uh, set up an appointment with Mr. James for some time on Wednesday for a phone interview regarding the election results. I'm probably going to send an email over um, to the info at johnjamesforsenate.com. Boy, she sounds very enthusiastic, doesn't she? This is so typical newspaper person. Details. Um, if you'd like to call me back, my my number is nine eight nine. Took her number out of there. Thank you. She th- she thinks she's hung up the phone, but she really hasn't hung up the phone. If he beats her, Jesus. Fucking John James. (laughs) That would suck. (laughs) Golly. I mean, that's unbelievable. Here, she says she's going to hang up the phone. Thank you. Man, if he beats her, Jesus. Fucking John James. (laughs) That would suck. I don't think it's going to happen, though. I mean... First of all, did you hear her when she was calling him and how she's like, she sounds so uppity and so like, oh, this is drudgery having to get a comment from John James. Hi, John James. This is Brenda Battle. I just want to see if you want to do an interview with me. I'm a reporter with the Huron Daily Tribune in Bad Axe, Michigan. Yes. Uh, looking to uh, set up an appointment with Mr. James. For some time on Wednesday. For and you could tell she just doesn't even want to have anything to do with it, but she's only doing her, her, her a job that she doesn't want to do, which is uh, be a journalist and be fair. Yeah, I'm calling. She's like, she's like, she's hoping she doesn't get a call back, really. Own you know? interview regarding the election results. I'm probably going to send an email over um, to the info at johnjamesforsenate.com. With some details, um, if you'd like to call me back, my my number is nine eight nine. It is interesting, though. You'd you'd think that she'd have 
more of a contact than just kind of leaving a message at a at a campaign headquarters for the guy running for the U.S. Senate. Like, and 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 doesn't anybody at the Huron Daily Tribune have the number? of a contact for John James, but here's this reporter thinking, I just gonna I'll just call and leave a message for John James, see if this works out. I don't know. I don't care, you know, one way or the other. You know. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Man, if he beats her Jesus. <laughs> That would suck. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen, though. That's, and she sounds like a guy, then. That would suck. <laughs> I mean, this is horrible, really. I mean, I'm sorry I'm laughing, but this is really actually pretty horrible. And she was uh, she was fired uh, for this. Mary, I don't have the number. You all, The ladies all want to call her. Suzanne and Mary. Wish we had her number. We call her up. I love you. I love the women who listen to this show because you guys are not crap takers by any stretch. You'll, you would call her, wouldn't you? Yeah, she's she. Yeah, Bill, she's talking to herself. She's 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 absolutely talking to herself now. A couple great things about this: a that she did that and and revealed you know herself. Uh, B, that the campaign decided to kind of like, because after you heard the hang up, you'd, you'd think that you would just, you know, you'd, you'd hang up too. But whoever was with the campaign uh, decided they were going to linger on and just and listen to what was going on. And, uh, and yeah, Suzanne's like, yeah, we'd call. You guys would all call together, wouldn't you? You and Margaret and Mary, Lisa. See, I'd like to hear that phone call. I'd like to. I, I don't have the number. Otherwise, I would give it to you. I don't have the number, but because yeah, they did, I'm listening to a tape where they took the number out of it. I'm sure you could find it someplace. So you know, they'd be great is to get you get her number, and then well, I don't know. She's been fired. Yeah, she's already been get her number, and then um, uh, and then have all of you, Margaret, Suzanne, Lisa, and Mary. Uh, and, and you guys, and, and you guys all go, uh, you'd all go and Tara Lynn and let's see who else could, who else could I get a call up? Brandy, give you guys the number and you could conference call her. I'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear all seven, seven, you or six of you yelling. Brenda battle. I love that. I love I, the women who listen to see they are, are you're the white suburban, um, Aren't you the white? Oh, Emily wants to go join too. Okay, are, are you the white suburban female voters who are tired of uh, President Trump and his uh, language? Yeah, right. Linda too. So I got to get ten of you, ten of our uh, our uh, awesome feminine powerhouses, and Kathy too. Feminine powerhouses to conference call Brenda. I'd love to hear that. Christy too. Yeah, everybody's everybody's. Uh, Linda's like I'm brutal. It's like I'm sure you are. Martha too. Golly, I love you, ladies. But yeah, you're the. Aren't you the white suburban female voters who are going to turn Democrat all of a sudden because Donald Trump 
uses too coarse of language is that Chris Steyerwald says all of you are going to go to the polls and and vote Democrat because you're just uh, tired of that uh, of that uh, br- brutal language that President Trump uses, right? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, Anna's like, yeah, I'm a white rural deplorable right here. That's right. Here we go. Here we go. You want to listen to this again just for the just for the uh, fun of it? Okay, let's listen for the fun of it. Well, I am a reporter with the Huron Daily. My name is Brenda Battle. And you can tell that she just does not want to talk to him. But she's doing something out of some kind of obligation that her editor said, you need to get a hold of him. And, of course, no one at the Huron Daily Tribune has a number for a contact of a guy running for the U.S. Senate in Michigan. Right? I mean, no one at the Huron Daily Tribune has has a phone number for the campaign manager or an advisor or for John James himself. Tells you a little bit something about how much coverage they've given John James, doesn't it? Because you'd think Brenda Battle would go over and say uh, to somebody, and maybe somebody does have it, but Brenda Battle really doesn't want to talk to John James, as you can tell by the tone of her voice here. Reporter with the Huron Daily Tribune in Bad Axe, Michigan. <laughs> uh, looking to uh, set up an appointment with Mr. James for some time on Wednesday. For Bad Axe, Michigan. Okay, listen. Uh, the the uh, Badass St. Louis will call Bad Axe, Michigan and talk to Brenda, okay? The, the, the ladies from Badass St. Louis want your phone number. They want to call you there in Badass, Michigan. Own interview regarding the election results. Yeah, she does, Anna. She does have her. She's doing the, she's doing the uh, Dr. Ford vocal fry. I'm going to call you. I'm probably going to send an email over um, to the info at johnjamesforsenate.com. After I sent an email saying I was groped by Brett Kavanaugh. With some details. Um, if you'd like to call me back, my my number is 989. <laughs> yeah. Carol's like, it's the Charlie Brown teacher's voice. <laughs> You guys are funny because you guys were this this uh, this drives you crazy, but it drives me crazy too. But I like how it drives you crazy. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Man, if he beats her, Jesus, <laughs> fucking John James. Oh, that would suck. <laughs> She brought out her inner husband. That would suck. <laughs> oh Lord, this is funny. You know that 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 would be great because if John James wins the Senate, and and I I get my stinger stuff back, and I would do the uh, <laughs> yeah, that is the <laughs> Mary. That is the best part. That would suck. <laughs> that would really suck. Yeah, she. Um, it would be fun to play that effing John James as a stinger when he went when he wins the when he beats Stabenow, now they should they should have a headline in the Huron Daily Tribune effing John James beats Debbie Stabenow. now. <laughs> oh. Right on, Catherine. St. Louis is the capital of alpha female deplorables. I do not doubt that for a second. 
you all you all are absolutely alpha females. I love you guys. You girls, I should say. You ladies. Feminine powerhouses, wonder women. You I I, I almost I almost want to find the number just to give it to you and just to do the conference call with you, but I won't. F and John James, ladies and gentlemen, the next U.S. Senator from the state of Michigan, F and John James. F and John James. F and, F and John James. Well, I'm going to get him in. Let me get this right here. Let me see how that would sound. Man, if he beats her, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, here, yeah. Hey, who's your next U.S. senator from the state of Michigan? John James. Yeah, John James. Evan John James. Fuck. Who? <laughs> See, I could never do this on re- a regular radio. See, that's the beauty. Who's your next U.S. senator, Brenda Battle? Fucking John James. That's right. That's right. Who's who's who are you gonna have to look at making his victory speech tonight? That's right, Brenda. <laughs> I wish I needed to get this on a regular queue up though. Yeah. Hey, Brenda, Brenda Battle, who's your daddy? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Brenda, who's your boyfriend? Fucking John James. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, Brenda. Uh, who who who's gonna be the next U.S. senator of Brenda Battle? Fucking John James. Right. <laughs> Say it over and over again. <laughs> oh Lord, it's too much fun. I got. I see. That's the thing. I could never do that here. You know. I could. I. I could never. I. I, I do that. I know that. Hey. Hey. Um. Hey, Brenda. Who are you gonna call? Fucking John G. That's right, baby. <laughs> okay. I better go. That's that's enough of that. All right, so tonight, <laughs> oh man, um, love it. Yeah. Oh, what did I do? I'm sorry. Did I put the f word on Radio Free Almond? Are you gonna fire me? Who's gonna fire me? No one's gonna fire me. You know why? Because I'm effing Jamie Almond. <laughs> I'm effing Jamie Almond, and you know what? I really like this guy. Jesus. Well, I like him too, but I like this guy. Yeah, I like that dude too, because he's going to be the next U.S. Senator from the state of Michigan, everybody. Okay, so, um, yeah, let me get out of here. Uh, And then we will be on uh, at the um, America First Missouri headquarters there in Valley Park. So I will let you guys know. I'll give you a um, little bit of a... uh, um, uh, Facebook message out there to let you know that I'm going to be up uh, and running. And uh, Matt, is it, are we okay with that? 
We good? Okay. We're good. Yeah. So I'll let you know and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do it then. So anyway, you guys, thanks so much. <laughs> I love, see the way, uh, you know what? You guys are great. So Sue, thank you so much. Margaret, thank you. Mary, Emily, Stacy, Lisa, Brandy, Sarah, Suzanne, uh, Carol, uh, Jeannie, and all the uh, alpha guys and all the alpha ladies, Emily, Anna. Thank you so much. You guys are great. And uh, I wonder if I should – can I can I do that? Can I do that where I can separate that piece, that little bit, and I'll put it up on Facebook so people can keep listening to it if they want to, that little blast bit? Okay, I'll do that. We'll figure that out. All right. It's too much fun. You guys are great. Love you. Effing radio free all. Give me land, lots of land, and the starry skies above. Don't fence me. Good morning this morning. Have a good one, everybody. And uh, yes. Make sure you all pray for righteousness and common sense today, because I have a feeling that's where we're going. Thank you to Santino Cigars and Cocktails. Thank you to Golden Oak Lending, goldoaklending.com. Thank you also, ladies and gentlemen, to Matthew Mitchell, the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency. And thank you also to Michael Proctor, Proctor spelled like doctor, 45 years. Making your windows look like works of art. Proctor spelled like doctor, proctordrapery.com. And don't also forget Ontario Lynn. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, too. I'm going to make sure I got you guys in there, too. Ladies in there, too. Eric Deputy, DeputyWellness.com. Thank you. Yes, Nutrition HQ, NHQ.rocks for all of your nutritional needs, free workouts, proteins, protein pizza crusts. Protein burritos, vitamin packs, weight loss, you name it, you got it, with Nutrition HQ, NHQ.rocks. All right, have a great rest of your day, everybody. Love you.